grown-up talk about childish things. We have so much to talk about tonight. There has been so much news since the last time we spoke. And especially what we want to talk about is that Season 2 Mandalorian trailer. Kevin and I feel very different about it. Let's get into it. Let's start the show on Nerd and Up Nerd. Let's go. Crackalacking, my brother. What's happening, my friend? Not much, man. Not much at all. Just uh, enjoying this um, quiet Sunday evening. That's right. That's right. For uh, a beautiful, beautiful weekend we had. The weather has been fantastic as of late. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I, I hope have... everybody's been getting out and enjoying it, but also practicing your social distancing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially wear your mask, kids. Wear your mask. Wear your goddamn masks because if, if the Mandalorian can wear his mask and not take it off. You know what? <laughs> Apparently not. If you heard the rumors, <laughs> did you hear the rumors? Yes, I did. About Pedro Pascal yes, quitting the show because he wants to take the mask because off. Because he wants to take off the mask. Those are my favorite rumors of all time. Yeah. I don't care if they're true. I think they're probably true. No, I think what what I okay, I we, we jumped into a topic yeah. that we didn't even <laughs> We didn't even plan to talk about this topic, but thank you for reminding me about these rumors. Because the rumor came out that like Star Wars has been so there's been nothing to talk about in Star Wars, right? So thank mm-hmm. God Mando's back. Um, and and we get this rumor that Mando is in big trouble because Pedro Pascal has quit, has walked off the show yeah. because he hates the never taking off the mask thing because he doesn't feel like the star of his own show. Yeah. He's sick of everywhere he goes. Uh, the other his co-stars get more attention than him because they're more recognizable from being on the show than him. Uh, at, this is a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but, but apparently he brought it up to George Lucas when George Lucas yeah. was on the set. Yeah, yeah. He tried. He, he tried to get George Lucas, but I. You know what? I see it happening as like a joke. I see like Pedro Pascal like joking around with George Lucas yeah. saying that, and this getting turned into this weird it, story. You know what? It's possible if his ego is big enough. You know what I mean? Like, I don't okay, know. Look, like it, all it, the way through season one, I said he should have known. He looks off. He looks. He looks so uncomfortable in that yeah. helmet. No, but going and, into and it, it's basically a known. voice role already. He should have known, right? But I also yeah. heard another thing is he's quitting. He he quit being the actor in the mask, but he will still right. do the right. um, the voice. Is what I heard. This is this is supposedly the resolution to the whole thing. Yeah. Is he's just going to be a voice actor and yeah. like you know that was my complaint about season one, which mm-hmm. was like I, we don't even know how much of that was him. But yeah, like from that. the sounds of what we heard, it sounded like it was only like a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal was in that suit. Maybe only the episode where he took the helmet off and they showed his face for all I know. I don't know. Yeah. But apparently they've worked out an arrangement now where that's just going to be w- the way it is. The stuntman is going to play the physical character mm-hmm. and 
Pedro Pascal is going to do the voice. And you know what? How long can that fucking last? Because, yeah. like, Pedro Pascal is a great actor, but his voice isn't, like, that unreproducible. Yeah. You can just hire any of the guy, any of the voice actors from Clone Wars could probably do a great Pedro Pascal imitation. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, um, why do you have many more if that's the case? But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It's all rumor. This is all not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's all true. Anyway. <laughs> we... <laughs> That, that was an unscripted topic. We have so many topics to cover tonight. Yeah. We really shouldn't mess around too much. Let's just talk about what... I'll give a, a quick list. We're going to talk about uh, Mulan because we both watched that. Yeah. I'm going to talk about Raised by Wolves because I'm in love with that show. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk, talk about The Boys. We're going to talk about uh, the announcement that James Gunn is going to do a TV series that's a spinoff from his Suicide Squad movie mm-hmm. starring John Cena, the Peacemaker. Peacemaker, The Peacemaker yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Um we talk about the the uh, rumored announcement, or the rumor, but it's pretty much confirmed. Everybody pretty much has come out and said that this is real. Um, that Henry Cavill has signed a new deal with Warner Brothers to actually star as Superman in three Superman films, mm-hmm. answering my prayers, the goddess Moana. Yeah. Can we can we get a can we get an amen for the goddess Moana? Thank you. Okay, that's enough for now. <laughs> We'll get to that. Um, and then our, our two main topics tonight is I want to talk about uh, the Mar- the MCU, Marvel, mm-hmm. pushing pushing their entire film slate back another year. Um, because, because I have felt for a long time the MCU is dead. And I think now, to me, the MCU is officially dead. Except I, I know you I know you're saying that they're pushing their entire film slate, but they also didn't they not push forward one division to this year? Um, they push okay, yes. back. No, the shows, the the TV shows are pushed as well. Yes. Yeah, but uh, one division is pushed to this year, though. No. Isn't oh, that? No. The, isn't I don't know. The, I, oh, uh, they bumped it up. I don't know. I don't yeah, know when one division released. They released a trailer, and I could have sworn it's coming in November. I think it was always supposed to come in November. I think they pushed it back, and then they put. I and they, it was they pushed the other it one else. No, I think it was the other one that was supposed to be November. Um, I I don't Captain... know. I don't know. But I'm so disappointed in my. Okay, we're we're jumping ahead to this topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is this is yeah, this it's is a, for 2020. That, that that's main topic number one is is the MCU dead? Yeah. And we'll talk about all that. And our main main topic is the Mandalorian season two trailer. Uh, Kevin really excited about it. Jer really let down about it. And and we're gonna talk about why. We're going to get into it. Okay. That's a lot. So let's get into it, brother. And I know we didn't catch up yet, and it's been a couple of weeks, and I miss you. Uh, um, I miss you too, we got, a, we got a lot of talk. We got a lot to talk about. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mulan. Mulan. Topic number one. Mulan. Um, look. Okay. We're not going to give a full review of Mulan. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I feel like this is going to become the ma- a big topic of conversation in December mm-hmm. when it comes out on Disney Plus for free. Because um, right now you still have to pay thirty dollars to watch it on Disney Plus, and every time I talk about it to people, they're like, "Oh, like they haven't watched it yet, right?" So th- I feel like it's not fully released yet. I feel like in December it's fully released, but uh, we both watched it, and I think we both liked it. Um, mm-hmm. Like the reviews have been, the story from the reviews has been so far, people are disappointed because they're comparing it to the original musical. And this version doesn't have the songs Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have like some of the magical elements like the pet dragon. Right. Right. Um, I 
maybe it's because I never watched the full uh, original, and I, I plan to. It looks like a great movie, mm-hmm. and you know my love of Moana uh, probably means I'm going to love Mulan, right? Um, I love this version of Mulan. Anyway, this is the first my first experience with Mulan, and I don't know if it's suffering because it's missing the songs or the pet dragon, but this is a beautifully crafted film. Um, it is a feast for the eyes. It is it is masterfully crafted. It it, it is fully a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. It feels like a live action Disney movie, um, but it gives me that same kind of feeling that Moana like like uh, like I feel Mulan's character and I feel Mulan's father and their relationship and it's got all of that stuff that I love about the best Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I fully recommend Mulan this version of it, um, you know, if you get a chance to watch it, I definitely recommend it. And please don't, um, listen to the reviews that say it sucks because it's missing the songs. It doesn't suck at all. It's a great movie. No, it, it was good. Like, uh, it felt like a, to me, it felt like, like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon, like, uh, that type of film. Um, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like a PG version. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, no, that was PG, wasn't it? Crouch Tiger Hidden Dragon? That was it? That wasn't radar. I'm not even sure. I don't, I don't but, remember any blood. Okay, but I felt like, I felt like this yeah. is like a like a I feel like it's a safer I don't know, for some reason. Well it's definitely it felt, it's definitely a, a movie for kids. And that's, right, but that's it's epically thing, produced. It's 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 epic like yeah. that. You're right. No, but um uh, what I was trying to say is like it, it it had the look and feel of like a movie which like honestly, like if you ever get a I don't know, like whoever's listening to this <laughs> um if you ever if you ever get the chance sit down and watch crouching tiger and hidden dragon it is a beautiful film that um, is in my top five best yeah. movies of all time oh, i love like i it's, love it's, it's a beautiful crouching film. Tiger, hidden dragon. it's a beautiful story it's 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 cinematography is amazing um the special effects like when i say special effects i mean like there's like scenes where they're running on bomb um uh bomb what's the word i'm looking for um Bamboo. Sorry, I was gonna say Bombay. Right. Bamboo. They, they They're fight on, on the top bamboo. Of bamboo. And, yeah, they and fight in treetops. Yeah, in giant it's, it's in a just, giant forest of it's giant beautiful. trees. And I feel like they tried to kind of pull that off in this movie, but it didn't work as well as it did in Crouching sure. Tiger. I don't know. Okay. That, okay. Without, but, without but, going but, into spoilers. But, <laughs> put an asterisk there because yeah. Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon is a masterpiece. Yeah. Well, and yeah. like to come even close is impressive right yeah. it's still great We're talking right 20 year span too eh? this is why i desperately want ang lee to make a star wars film mm-hmm. because it's the choreography in crouching tiger hidden dragon is on a level that is so fantastic and magical mm-hmm. and, and it's on the level that jedis should be when they're fighting with lightsabers right mm-hmm. like if if ang lee directed a lightsaber duel between two jedis like how amazing would that be it would be yeah. better than anything we've ever seen in star wars history mm-hmm. that's that's Definitely that's the cr- yeah. crouching tiger hidden dragon you have to see that go yeah. ahead yeah no but I, anyways um basically i was just saying I, I feel like it was on like as far as like visual um on the level of like a crouching tiger hidden dragon i agree i agree um, exactly. yeah it, it looked beautiful um, there were a few like, you know, cheesy moments in the film. Like, I don't understand how, okay, I'm not, this is not a spoiler. Like this is, this is the premise of the film. She basically takes her father's place in this army to fight for, for her land. 
um, yeah. because they're going they're going against. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on who they are right now, but anyways, and she dresses up to look like she tries to look like a man. One of my biggest gripes <laughs> with her trying to look like a man was the lack of her trying to look like a man. Sure. All she did was she tuck still her looked hair. like yeah, yeah, she just tucked yeah. her hair back and she didn't like even try to like they like I I thought yeah. maybe like a fake mustache. She yeah, didn't try to like she disguise her like voice. Yeah. She didn't disguise her voice, right? It's just little yeah. things like that. But then at the end of the day I'm thinking, well this is just a kids film. Right. So maybe they don't want confused and, kids. And that's and that's why I think I want to take a step back from the Crouching Tiger comparison. Mm-hmm. Because Crouching Tiger is kind of a really adult film, right? But this is still a family. Even though Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon only has a PG-13 rating, mm-hmm. it's not for kids. It's it's really not. Um but this movie still the, this movie is still a Disney family movie. Like I get those same Moana vibes yeah. even though it's even though it's missing the music the character relationships and the writing and the production value, it's it's totally Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. I, I stopped you. No, I think I, I was done making my point. Like, um, okay. That was like one of my only gripes of the film, really. Um, I love the fact that she was like an amazing warrior and she basically could like, you know, go toe to toe with these guys, which I thought was amazing. But right. um, I just feel like they should have made a little bit more of an effort to disguise her being a woman. Yeah. Right. Even though the um, people in the film were clearly stupid and didn't realize. Right. But I, <laughs> she you never know what? showered I okay. around them. And... You know what? It's funny. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I, I forgave it because it was a Disney movie. Like yeah. I like that. Like I, I felt that same, that same vibe. Mm-hmm. You're right. But I kept thinking, Oh, this is a Disney movie. So I'm enjoying it for the Disney value and not like if it, if it was an Ang Lee movie, right. If I was, if I was really comparing it to Crouching Tiger, all that stuff that you just mentioned would have really bothered me. It really, mm-hmm. really stood out. But I, I looked at it through this lens of a Disney film where, yeah, we're 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 supposed to highly suspend our disbelief in many things. So, yeah, it didn't bug it didn't bug me anyway. Anyway, sorry, it's got my highest rec- recommendation. I'm going to stop because we got to move on. Mm-hmm. You highly recommend it too, I assume. Yeah, no, I I did I did enjoy it. Um, I would recommend it. Um, <clears throat> apparently it did do really well for Disney plus. Um, uh, apparently, uh, it was one of the things that I read out there. Um, I believe it had more views than Hamilton in the first weekend if I remember correctly, which is impressive considering it cost 30 bucks and Hamilton That's was huge. free. Right. So, That's and Hamilton chef. was a huge, huge thing for them. So, and Hamilton is great. Everybody go watch that if you haven't. Go, yeah, go no, get it. Go watch that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, especially if you especially if you're a fan of hip hop. I, I highly recommend it. There's so much and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much uh, and and his writing, he like throws there was, uh, like there was a bunch of lines that he threw back to like, you know, nineties hip hop, which I thought was really we, cool. Too, okay, right? okay. So we are two rappers. Like mm-hmm. Dick DJ Kevin Kev and JD the MC here, we are two rappers and we are telling you <laughs> that the rap songs in this in this Broadway musical are amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, Hamilton yeah. is great. It's great. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, no, highly recommend. It. <laughs> yes. So yeah, yeah. So are we boom done on uh, on Mulan, or did you have Mulan? You highly recommend it, Kev. I yeah, I recommend it. Are we going to give a, a numeric score for that, or? Oh sure, quick review numeric score. I give Mulan an eight out of ten. Okay. It was, you know. 
maybe it's not my favorite film, um, mm. but it's a great film. It's it it is it is a really wonderful film. And yeah. if you're a Mulan fan, and if you're gonna miss the songs, I'm sorry, but um, like if you've never seen Mulan, like mm. like me, it's a great film. And I don't know what I don't know what's missing from it. I don't see anything missing. I think it's good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and I was I think I was saying this to my boss. Um, I guess there was like parts that that were like kind of missing where the dragon was like, you know, she confined in her dragon. So a lot of like, um, her sure. struggles of becoming her inner who thoughts. she was. Yeah. Kind of was lost in this translation. Yeah. Like, like I haven't watched the original Mulan, like the cartoon version since it right. came out. Right. Um, essentially, um, I think I watched it on video from her correctly, but I, I think I rented it right. <laughs> on video. Right. Shows you how long, how long ago Blockbuster it was. Blockbuster right? style. Yeah, Blockbuster yeah. or something like that, right? Uh, but anyways, um, I feel like there was a, some parts of it were lost um, because of, you know, that, that extra, those extra characters where she would discuss like how she feels about her family and, and you know what I mean? So we didn't really get all of that story so um but otherwise i thought they did a great job um i was not missing the music at all <laughs> the, uh, the songs and the singing and, and right. all that stuff right because to me it was i i looked at it more of um i don't i don't know if i want to use the word martial arts film but i looked at it more of an action film than a I don't know a a, right. a love story sure. or what, that but still family friendly, right? Yeah, like, very I, family friendly. Yeah, absolutely. I want to say I really felt the relationship between Mulan and her father mm-hmm. and her mother. Like I, it, it gave me those Moana vibes. Like I really believe those relationships from Moana and from all great Disney movies. Yeah, they they do those family relationships so well. They do. Right? They do. Like Toy Story, I'm thinking of as well. Yeah. Right. That's not Disney. Is that yeah, Disney? It's yeah, that's technically Disney. sorry. Pixar that is owned Disney by now. Disney. Now, yes, they right? bought so, it. They yeah. bought it. That's yeah. right. Everything's anyway. owned by Disney. But anyways, uh, if I'm going to give it a uh, numerica, I'm 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 sitting at, at like a seven out of ten. I, okay. I recommend it. I enjoyed it. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, no. It's, like honestly, it's maybe I don't <clears throat> recommend paying the thirty bucks for it. But mm. when it comes out as like. Free, free if you have a Disney in, Plus subscription, what, December definitely definitely watch that. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Sit your whole family down together and watch it. Yeah. It's it's fun. Yeah, anyway, no, we've spent a lot of time on our first topic, and we have a lot of topics to get to. <laughs> Thank you. Raised by Wolves, Kev. I have mm-hmm. been watching Raised by Wolves um, all by myself at first, and then I brought Melinda on board, and I started it over again with Melinda watching it with me, and we're on, like, episode four now. Okay. Um, Holy crap, you haven't watched it at all, right? No, I have start? not. No. Okay, 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 okay. So I'll try to be quick here, but mm. I am in love with this fucking show, okay? Yeah, right. I want to say the main things I want to tell people, if you are a fan of Ridley Scott, okay? Mm. So if you love Blade Runner, if you love Alien, the first Alien, and then if you love, which I don't, love so much uh the uh, ridley scott's follow-ups in prometheus and uh what was that last alien movie called alien whatever Um, that ridley scott made yeah alien not as good as the originals right okay so look (laughs) my head was in a negative space for ridley scott before this okay Mm -hmm. i want to say i was i was pretty anti ridley scott okay especially Mm -hmm. because i had been like watching the new 
Alien I had been Covenant watching. Closed, yes, closed. Alien Covenant. Yes. Yeah. I didn't like Prometheus. I didn't like Alien Covenant. I just want to say that now. I love the ideas of both of those movies, mm-hmm. but I thought that Ridley Scott kind of fell down in the execution of both of those movies. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the Alien franchise had taken a dip downwards because Ridley Scott took it over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been watching YouTube videos about how. Um, you know Sigourney Weaver was pushing to get this other version of an Alien sequel made that was like a direct sequel to Aliens, the second one, and pretended like 3 and 4 didn't exist. Oh, yeah. Kind of like kind of like the way they did with uh, Halloween, Halloween, which, I, which I'm sorry I'm not a Halloween <laughs> fan, and guys, I know Halloween is the most popular series of, of all time. Oh, I was a fan back in the 90s, okay? But everything that happened since then with Halloween has just killed my interest, okay? There's just been too much, can like... I, can I give my two cents? Go ahead. Feel free, please. So I know I'm one, in the minority. I know I'm in the minority. No, no. Um, okay, so... <sighs> I love Halloween. I absolutely love Halloween. Okay. Good. But I sat down um, just before the... the uh, Do you want to call it the reboot? The 20-year-later one, whatever? Or the 40-year-later one? The you newest the one? Yeah, the yeah. most recent one. Go is ahead, it? the reboot. Sure. Yeah, we'll call it the reboot, even though it's even though it's technically not a reboot, but we'll just call it the reboot for the sake of argument because it has the same name as the other one. <laughs> but anyways, I, so I sat down and watched all the Halloweens, rewatched all the Halloweens. That movie, all of them. Yes, I watched every single one. Uh, this okay. this included the Rob Zombie one too. You are a fan. I, yes, I am. <laughs> so anyway. I would have done that. Okay. By the way, back yeah. in the nineties, like me and Steve Dunk and mm-hmm. Dave Owen and and Peter Day uh, and Todd Mason and you know maybe if Gary Doherty was there or if G Money was there, we would have definitely done that. Like mm-hmm. in one night, we would have done that. Well, I didn't do it one night. I and, did it over the that, course of like a month. Sure. I'm just. I just want to. I'm just. I'm just saying this because I'm making the point. Mm-hmm. I used to be that kind of fan. I used to be like mm-hmm. back then, but today there's no way. But so you still yeah. are. Go ahead, please, I because still, I know, I know I'm in the minority. My, my heart's always with Jason, though. I, I'm I'm more of a Friday the Thirteenth fan than anything. Like me I love too, I you. love me Friday the Thirteenth. No matter me how too. cheesy they are, I I fucking love Friday the Thirteenth. Me too. So, anyways, so I sat down and watched all of the fucking Michael Myers. This this included Halloween three. Um, I even watched the first Rob Zombie one. It sounds like, painful I watched, to me. I watched fucking everything. So, anyways, the that I'm franchise. Sorry, I'm sorry. I love you, Kev. I love you, Kev. But <laughs> you're a rare example because most people, if they told me they still loved Halloween, I would lose all respect okay, for them. Just, I, just hear me out. I, hear me I, out. I, I just want. I just want. I just want to say, if you're a Halloween fan, if you're not Kevin, if you're a Halloween <laughs> fan, I, I have no respect for you. Go ahead. So, anyways, <laughs> that franchise has like the worst fucking continuity of any franchise in Thank the entire you. fucking world. Thank like, you. Like <laughs> fucking Besides Star Wars. Besides Star Wars. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's worse than Star Wars. I, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Like the continuity, if you sit down and watch all those movies, they just go and you can tell that there was They've like, rebooted so many times though. It, they, it wasn't they, even like, it wasn't even reboots, dude. It was just it was just people ignoring it, it was they just, just like, say fuck it so it's like hey um you ever directed a movie uh come here man uh, i have this movie for you it's called halloween six thank you <laughs> you know what i mean like that's how bad it was like don't get me Wait wrong a minute. hold on hold on hold on <laughs> rob zombie's album sold like 
how many copies? Like yeah. maybe maybe two million. Yeah, yeah. That's like one and a half more million people that ever watched a Halloween movie. Yes, you can direct it, please. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so uh, my whole point is, uh, it's it's the franchise. Even though even though I love like Michael Myers, I think he's a great character. Um, has like the worst fucking continuity ever. So I don't blame them for ignoring basically going from straight one to the new one and ignoring everything <laughs> because that's probably the best idea they ever did. And I, I actually just say, loved Halloween. I is loved, not one of our topics. No, it's not. But, I, but, but because we started talking about it, I just had to bring it up. Um, 2019 Halloween, I fucking loved it. And I am looking forward to the next two that are coming. And okay. if you go on YouTube right now, they released a, a teaser trailer for the next one, Halloween Kills, and I'm all aboard. I am fucking right there. That's a great title. That's a yeah, great title. Halloween Kills, yes. Uh, you know what, Kev? Yes. I'm going to wait until you see it first. Okay. <laughs> and then I might give it a chance. Right. Like, if like if Halloween gets good again, I'll be back. Dude, like, I I'll love, come back. I love the 2019 one. I absolutely love that fucking movie. I, I thought it was I, great. I, I had a problem. I had a, there I was, had a lot of problems. No, there was, there was cheesy parts in the film. Don't get me wrong. Right? You like uh, that the, the new Dr. Loomis, whatever. Right? And then how he kind of like his role just kind of switched. You could tell that they were just like, we don't know what to do with this character. Let's, let's throw him back in here. And you know what I mean? But yeah, there was obviously there was like little things like that. But overall, I thought it was a great film. And I, I really enjoyed it. So anyways. Okay. Was, Good. I want to get back there? to Raised by Wolves. Yes, Raised by Wolves. That's where we were. <laughs> but okay. anyway, um, Ridley Scott, I was <laughs> mad at him, right? Because um, Sigourney Weaver was pushing this um, Alien script mm-hmm. that was a direct sequel to Aliens 2. And it it, it pretended like Alien 3 and 4 never happened. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently it's very popular with the fans. But then um, Ridley Scott wanted to come back. And he wanted to take it in this other direction. And he basically won a war that happened behind the scenes. Mm. Um, and they gave it back to him. And then we got Prometheus and we got Alien Covenant, which I think were kind of disappointments. They were. But I want to state for the record, I also I like I don't think the Sigourney Weaver idea would have been that much better. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of feels corny and kind of like aliens versus predatory to me and kind of mm. gimmicky. I don't know that it would have been better. Mm. But I was still mad at Ridley Scott because Ridley Scott had a really like um, dismissive attitude towards the fans. Like, because there was a big fan movement to get the Sigourney Weaver movie made, and Ridley Scott was like, uh, "Yeah, sorry, but I'm in charge, and I wanted to do this, so fuck that." Right. And he, he was kind of a dick about it. And if that would be fine if Prometheus and Covenant were great, mm-hmm. but Prometheus and Covenant were not great. Agreed. <laughs> definitely agreed there. Sorry, I had a cough there. No worries. <clears throat> Bring us to today. And Raised by Wolves is a new TV series that's out on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And it is executive produced by Ridley Scott. But um, the whole idea from it, the basic, the writing basically the start of the writing anyway. I don't know if he carried on the writing through the whole series yet uh, or throughout, but the story idea, the story premise, um, the basics of it all come from Ridley Scott. And this story takes place in the same universe as Blade Runner and Alien. Mm. And I don't know if everybody knew that, but Blade Runner and Alien are the same universe. 
Blade Runner is far in the future of Alien, but it's the same planet Earth we're watching in those movies. Um, even though planet Earth isn't an alien, sorry. But you know what I mean. Um, Raised by Wolves is another series, another story set in the same timeline. So we are seeing the future of the same planet Earth from Blade Runner and Aliens in Raised by Wolves. And you know what? Things didn't go well. And I think, personally, Ridley Scott got his storytelling mojo back in this series because he covers so many themes that he touched on in Prometheus and alien covenant. But I think in those movies, like I said, he kind of fell flat in his storytelling. I think his storytelling is back in raised by wolves. And he's, he's obviously been ruminating on these themes now for long enough that he's finally figured out how to tell them in a compelling, well, compelling way. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, so the basic the basic plot of Raised by Wolves is there uh, the planet Earth has been abandoned because it has been destroyed by war, and the war is between um, it's kind of reminiscent of the world today between the right and the left, but instead of the right and the left, it's a political war between atheists and a religion. And it's not Christianity, this religion. Even though this religion is really reminiscent of Christianity, it's a pagan religion. It's based more, I think, in like ancient paganism than Christianity, but it's got all kinds of Christianity uh, kind of um, elements to it. So um, this like religion is a huge theme in the show. And you know, that's important to me. You know, religion is is a huge theme in all of my kind of ruminations about life. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the premise of this show is uh, there's a new planet that uh, human beings have traveled to as the earth is now uninhabitable. And the war between the atheists and the religious people has rendered it uninhabitable. Um, originally, we are following uh, a new colony that's being set up by it's one ship that's sent uh, by the atheists. It's two androids with a collection of human embryos. And these two embryo, these two androids, their names are mother and father. Their entire person life is to raise these embryos and start a new human colony. Uh, and then years later, after they uh, has, have, have arrived on the planet and started their life there, uh, another ship arrives that's from the other side. It's from the religious side. Mm. So immediately conflict ensues. The war follows humanity from Earth to their new home. But there, the themes in this show are all classic Ridley Scott, okay? Mostly it's about androids and humans, and it's about a study of human life through the eyes of androids. The characters of mother and father are really the most important characters here in season one, and I think that's going to change. I specify season one distinctly because I think that's going to change in season two. But the characters of mother and father are so amazing. These two actors, I don't even have their names. I'm not even going to bother looking them up because it'll slow down the conversation too much. But... These characters, these android characters, 
are as like I they remind me of Bishop from Alien and Alien or sorry Aliens and Aliens Three I guess yeah. um, the great fantastic uh, android character from the Alien series mm-hmm. um, these androids are on that level they are fantastic characters they are more human than any of the human characters and watching them is just fascinating more human than and, human. Yes, more human than you, man. And um, uh, Travis Fimmel is this is one of the stars of this show. He is a very complex character. I'm not even going to describe him too much because it'll go into spoilers. But Travis Travis Fimmel, who is famous from playing Ragnar Lothbrok from my favorite show of all time, Vikings. Mm. Travis Fimmel is a fantastic actor and he's probably the reason that I love that show so much. He's probably the reason that that show succeeded as much as it did because he's a fantastic actor and his character in this show, it feels like it's just Ragnar continued. It feels like Ragnar when he died in Vikings, he got teleported to the year like 2149 or whatever this whatever I don't remember the exact year this is but he got teleported to the future and this is Ragnar it's the same character but it's in completely different circumstances and it's still fantastic Travis Fimmel is still so compelling to watch and and I'm so happy about that because his movie projects and he's had a bunch of movie projects since he left Vikings were all so terrible and unwatchable for me and I thought maybe his magic was just particular to the writing of Michael Hurst on Vikings and the direction of Michael Hurst. But no, Travis Fimmel has redeemed himself in my eyes. He's amazing on the show. His character is so complicated. I want to talk about it, but I can't without spoiling everything. Um, but it's amazing. And it feels and it, it looks like Ragnar. It's weird because they have this like interesting storytelling way of explaining why his face is covered in scars but the facial scars look just like Ragnar when he died in Vikings and it's I'm I'm convinced now from watching this that Ridley Scott was a massive Vikings fan and he was a massive Ragnar Lothbrok fan because Travis Fimmel has this fantastic role created for him and it seems like it's created specifically for him but he's a great addition to the show but the main the main fantastic element of this show, and I'm going to wrap up now because I know I've talked about it in a long time and we've got a lot to talk about. Mm. But the main fantastic element of this show is the actress who plays Mother. Mother is the female android, and I think she's the real main character of season one. And I think that's going to change in season two. I think it's going to move more to the children. I think we're going to get a time jump. I think the children are going to be grown up and adults in season two. But... Right now, the main character is Mother the Android, and I don't know the name of this actress. I'm trying to search for it as I'm talking, um, which is always a bad thing to do because it's hard. Um, Mother is played um, by Amanda Collin. Okay, Amanda Collin. I've never seen you in anything else. I don't know what you've been in before, but this character is so fucking compelling Mm. she is an android who is trying to raise a colony of humans and she has a fucking dark secret okay and i'm gonna spoil it a little bit i'm gonna say she is this massively super powered android like she has powers on the level of superman and she is at the at the same time the most terrifying character 
I've ever seen. And I'm so behind her. Like I so, I so feel her and believe she reminds me of Tilda Swinton as an actress. She has that level of emoting in her performing ability. And God damn it. The material is so great. And she is so great. Like every time mother, um, I I don't want to spoil too much. I don't want to talk too much, but, but mother turns into like when she uses her fucking powers, it is so cool. It is Mm -hmm. so, it is classic science fiction. It reminds me of like, like 1950s science fiction. And it is the most modern, most cool, most smart science fiction I've ever seen at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like, I know I'm really, I'm really going off the rails with hyperbole about raised by wolves, but any way you can watch this series. Okay. If you're a Blade Runner fan, if you're an aliens <clears> fan, <throat> even if you were disappointed by Prometheus and Covenant, okay, try ways raised by wolves. I need this series to succeed. I need more seasons. Okay. I need to know what happens to these characters as they go forward, because this is probably the smartest science fiction show I've seen come to television. I don't even know. I don't even know what to compare it to. It's probably the smartest. It's the smartest show since game of Thrones Mm. that I've, that I've watched on a writing Mm. level and on a production Mm. level. It is beautiful. It is fantastic. It is everything I dream of in a TV show. And I have a feeling it's going to fail with the general populace. Mm. So I want to tell everybody who's a science fiction fan, get behind this, rally behind this, make this popular because it is great and we need more shows like this. All right. I, I know you haven't seen it, but I hope I you watch not. it, Kev. And I hope we get to talk about it more in the future. Um, and I hope that it, it's already been renewed for season two. Mm-hmm. So there is going to be more. Um, you know, I hope it succeeds past that. Anyway. Yeah, well, I'm intrigued because it's uh, Ridley. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I am a fan of his. But, yeah, no, I haven't had a chance to sit down and check it out yet. All right, then. Boom done on Raised by Wolves, my friend. Oops. My bad. Boom done! <laughs> yes. Kevin. Mm-hmm. I don't watch The Boys. You do not. And I have my reasons. I'm All not right. going to go into them. Fair enough. But you want to talk about the boys tonight, yes. so I'm I'm going to surrender the mic to you. Yeah, no, I'm let, not going to go into go. detail or anything like what you did. But um, no, I I really enjoyed the boys one, um, season one. Um, highly recommend it if you are a one comic book fan, uh, and two if you're a um, fan of violence. Um, the, some of the violence in this show is just so over the top. It's just so good. And season two, um, I'm not going to say it raised the bar in violence, but it's raised the bar with its, um, there's, there's some, some really messed up (laughs) stuff happening in this show right now. Um, it's just, uh, I, like I said, I'm not going to get into spoilers or anything like that, but, um, Highly, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, I'm, I'm really digging season two. Um, like I said, I loved, I loved the first season. Loved the first season. Um, and the one thing that I keep saying to people that um, I'll just say here too <clears throat> is um, picture a world where the Justice League have gone corrupt, 
where the Justice League is basically um, owned by like a a I don't want to say I don't even want to say government, but they're owned by like a corporation, and the superheroes are just so um, corrupt, <laughs> and and because each each a lot of these characters, um, they they're very comparable to the the characters in justice league in in the dc universe that's intentional right? so yes it's, it's absolutely intentional and yeah no i like i said i'm i'm 100 behind this show um i never really understood why jer is not watching this show i will explain um yeah go for it like i, I don't get it <laughs> so but yeah um i want to say i want to ask though have you not watched season two yet because i know i'm watching season two it's it's so okay. it's 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 not being dropped all one time it's being it's being done like the mando where it's dropped every friday week so, by week yeah, yeah. Week by week and so people are mad I'm, about that I'm i've, I've heard of. that I've heard that the ratings are actually bad this year because I people no are problem. so mad. I have no problem with people that. People are so mad about that. Yeah, I wouldn't either if I was a fan of the show, but I'm not a fan of the show, Kevin. If you really want to know why I'm not a fan of the show, I will tell you. Hit me. I hate doing this, okay? I feel guilty, and I want to say, look, I, you know what? Cosplay Sarah, you're probably not listening, but I feel guilty about like pissing on shows that my friends like. And I, you know, I pissed on... What was it? The you Witcher, on, right? You piss on everything I like, so go I for piss it. On, I piss on everything you <laughs> like, but that's okay because we're like a Siskel and Ebert thing, yeah, right? Like, that's our go. job, right? Yeah. Like, you you give the positives of stuff, I give the negatives of stuff. Sometimes it's the reverse. Sometimes mm-hmm. you piss on stuff I like, right? Yeah. Um, but with, like, my like my friends who aren't in this relationship with me as, as reviewers, I feel guilty when they say, I love a thing, and then I say, oh, fuck, I hate that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've, I still feel guilty about pissing on the witcher because like people that i know love it like sarah mm-hmm. cosplay sarah who's been a guest on here many times mm-hmm. um and i everybody fucking loves the boys everybody fucking loves the boys mm-hmm. and i feel like and, and I, I think sarah loves the boys too. like, like I'll, but ever like everybody loves the boy and i feel like this is another thing where if i piss on it i'm just gonna make people turn us off um but um Look, okay, I will I will describe my problem with the boys. Um remember Brightburn? Yep. Remember how I was upset about Brightburn? Remember like I felt like the Superman trope shouldn't be turned evil? Like like I felt like really disturbed by that movie. Like I okay. felt like the Superman the Superman trope is just such a purely good thing that the idea of depicting it as evil instead and like kind of languishing in it, like, like spending two hours just sitting there envisioning the Superman story as an evil horror story Mm. just felt really wrong to me. And I don't know if maybe Mm -hmm. this is because I'm a relatively new dad, right? Like my son is not three years old yet. Mm But I feel like I still like I rec- I recognize the changes in me like before I was became a father and now that I'm a father I and I feel like the Brightburn thing maybe wouldn't have bothered me so much before I was a dad mm-hmm. but watching that but watching that parent child relationship and and watching the child be so evil and so powerful and unstoppable um, it's it really, I don't know, man. It like, 
I, I couldn't find the fun in it, I guess is what I want to say. Like, I, like mm-hmm. I, I understand, like, I, I don't think people are bad for liking it, you know, or anything like that. Like, I don't think it's like, it's, it's immoral or something like that. But for me personally, it just struck me as a little too just dark. Just like it made me feel like bad things instead of good things. Right. Is like, okay. Um, I have the exact same reaction to the boys. Okay. And I have now, I've tried the boys twice. I watched all of episode one, season one, and I watched all of episode two, season two, uh, episode one, season two. Okay. And I had the same exact same problem every time I watched it and I thought, okay, um, like episode one, season one, right? It starts with uh, the main character's girlfriend dying yeah. because the fake Flash character runs through her at full speed and he doesn't give a shit. It was just an accident. And, and then that's the whole main character's motivation through the whole thing, I guess. And I thought through the season, through season one. Yes. And I thought, okay, but it didn't make me laugh. It didn't make me chuckle. It wasn't funny to me. It wasn't fun to me. It was like, okay, you're supposing that if superheroes had these powers, that this kind of thing would just happen because they're still humans and they're still fallible. I get it. I get the point, but mm. I'm waiting to enjoy this. Right. And then the main character, I guess was that female superhero who was just joining the seven. Yep. And then she, she has to blow the guy in order to get in. Well, she didn't have and, to, he was just being a fucking jerk, but and, she, he, he made it, he made it seem like she had, to. no, she, he did. That's the whole point. And she that's, felt this like is, she had to. And if you watch the entire, uh, first season, uh, he got banished from, from the seven and okay, fine. now okay, fine. he's but trying I, to figure out how I to get back in and all that. But stuff, I didn't right? watch the whole season. Yeah. And, and when I was watching that, I just thought, okay, I guess that's a thing that might really happen if superheroes were real, mm-hmm. but I'm still waiting to enjoy this for some reason. Like, uh, I'll be honest. That was one of the disturbing scenes for me too. Like I um, didn't find it. Like I, I, okay. I found it disturbing. Yeah. It was a little like, bit disturbing. Mo- but most of all, I was just waiting for like, what is supposed to be fun here? Like, what am I supposed to enjoy here? Like, I think that's shocking and awful. Mm-hmm. Fine. But what am I supposed to enjoy here? I think eventually then, that was like the me too kind of like sure. movement into the show because eventually, like I said, it came to surface and he got banished. Sure. But right? I still didn't enjoy a damn thing about episode one, season one. Right. And when it and when it ended with Homelander killing a senator and his like eight year old son, mm-hmm. um, graphically, like like watching this little boy like meet his end at the hand of someone he thought was a superhero was not fun for me, Kev. Right. Like I, I said, I'm never watching this show again. After I saw that moment, after I watched that little boy die at the hands of Homelander mm-hmm. I, on this show that tried to sell itself to me as a comedy, a dark comedy. No, no, it's not a fucking, it's not fucking funny, but Kevin, I'm telling you, 90% of the fans of the show think it's fucking funny. And mm-hmm. I tried again. Okay. I tried again. I don't with remember season. him killing a kid. Yeah. I he, don't remember he, this at all. He, he used his heat vision and he cut the fucking plane in half. And the kid was looking out the window and he saw Homelander appear out of the window. Right. And he was all excited to see Homelander. 
because Homelander was his superhero. But the senator, his father, was sitting right next to him, and the senator was the Homelander's enemy. Oh, so he took down the plane. And so Homelander cuts the plane in half with his heat vision, yeah, yeah. and this little boy who loves Homelander is murdered yeah. by the Homelander. And I'm sorry, I don't think that's fun. And I, I don't and care where the story is, goes after that. Yeah, I don't this care. Is, this is where I'm talking I'm about. Out. This is where I'm, I'm talking about how the show... Um, how the characters are very corrupt and how they're just like, they're like really sure. messed up, whatever, right? Especially, sure, why do I especially watch Homelander, right? Sure. Yeah, no, no, well, I, I, I get it. it. It's, watch? it and then it's I, not, I, it's okay, not your thing. Okay. It's not your thing. Okay, okay, okay. But then let me skip. Let me get, let me get to the part that I'm really angry. Because I was, I was not angry about that, but I was like, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get why anybody's watching after that. It's because you're not parents, maybe. But season two, episode one, mm-hmm. In the beginning of the fucking episode, Homelander meets a character who is auditioning to be a new member of the Seven. Yep. And he's a blind superhero. Yeah. And again, the Homelander is his hero. And he, we spend about five minutes, I swear to God, it's about five minutes, getting to know this lovable blind superhero character yeah and homelander pretending to be nice and friendly and it's all good yeah and then we get to the fucking punchline of this five minute long joke yeah where homelander uses his super strength and smacks the blind guy in both of his ears and ruptures both of his eardrums leaving him deaf and in agony and crying on the floor, yeah. not understanding why his hero, his superhero, just like destroyed his fucking life forever. The cruelest act, even crueler than murdering the fucking eight-year-old in season. And look, this is not so that Homelander gets some comeuppance later yeah. and we see that he was wrong. This was a fucking joke played for humor. So uh, Homelander had a me... punchline. He said, now he's just a fucking another useless blind guy. It was a joke played for humor. And character... all and everybody out there laughing at that fucking joke. His character, fuck you. his character is an asshole. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of the show. People are watching it because they but... love his character. It's the same reason Sopranos was popular. It's the same reason Breaking Bad was popular. It's the same reason Dexter was popular. People are rooting for Homelander. They love I'm what not. a fucking cruel i know you're not i know i said you were separate from this i'm saying the general popularity of this show is the cruelty yeah that's why i hate it i'm sorry so that scene that you're talking about the way i took that scene was not that he was like making him a joke was he goes because his line was what if i do this and he like claps his hands really fast on uh, against both his ears now when he did that what if he did react fast enough to move and not get smacked in the ears? That's the way I took that. That was him sure, being like, was, okay, are you worthy? Are you worthy to be in, a, in the seven? Sure. And sure. of course, you know what I thought? You know what I thought? That's the way I, I took this, it. I thought this was a writer saying, look what a shitty, stupid character Daredevil is. <laughs> yeah, you're, you could be right. Like, look what would happen. Look look what would happen if Daredevil ever fought Superman. 
right? Like the writers were set, like like I'm telling you, man, the fucking cruelty is the hook. Yeah. Of for most not for you, but for most people, the cruelty is too much for me anyway. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna shut up now because again, I'm pissing on a thing that everybody loves. But for me, the cruelty and uh, first of all, the first failure is the comedy is not funny. And it's and it's sold as a comedy. I'm sorry. It's yeah. sold as a comedy. And it's not funny. Fair um enough, man. and, and the and the cruelty to me is what people are laughing at. And that's a problem. That's a fucking serious problem. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, you love the boys and you are in the majority. So I'm wrong. It's fine. I accept that. <laughs> it's all good. But it's all good. But anyways, my I, boys I, is stated. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, no, I just always wondered why you were so anti the boys. Um, now you know. I, figure, I figured it was kind of because they were like ripping off basically, not ripping off, but um, because the characters were like, uh, homages to like Justice but League you're characters, right? You're right. right so in I, a certain I, way. Yeah, it's like the Brightburn. It's like the Brightburn thing, yeah, right? Yeah, fair it's enough. like maybe, maybe these stories are so pure to me. Like maybe I feel like they're biblical stories, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe to me, they are kind of like they shouldn't be messed with. Like maybe mm-hmm. I feel like maybe they're that. Maybe if you mess with these stories to me that are that are so rooted in goodness and. Mm-hmm teaching children goodness that when you specifically pervert these stories, maybe it's extra offensive to me. I accept that. That's possible. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's, uh, the boys move on and move move on on to our, our next, our next topic. Cause we have a, we have a little bit more to to come for James Gunn is going to be directing. There's a spinoff from his, from his, Suicide Squad. Gar- Suicide Squad. Thank you. I almost said Guardians. Um, from his Suicide Squad 2 movie. And it <clears> is, <throat> of course, with the biggest star, John Cena. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be, it's going to be a Peacemaker series. Mm-hmm. And we already talked about Peacemaker as, for me, it's a weird character, dude. Right. Like, and I'm just going to say, I fall back on my position when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, these are weird characters. I'm aware of them peripherally, but I don't think I'm ever going to care about them because mm-hmm. they're just weird characters. I don't, I don't get them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But James Gunn made me love them, okay? Yeah. I'm going to say that before I continue. He did. I want to say, I collected the Peacemaker comic when it first came out, okay? All right. And I stopped... After about six issues, I don't remember what year this was. It was probably early 90s, maybe late 80s. But I stopped because I said to myself, this character is too stupid. I don't believe any of this character. Mm. So I really, I like even more than with Guardians of the Galaxy, I really am skeptical about this. I really don't expect to like this. Okay. But I feel like there's like a slight chance I'm going to love it because I love Guardians. And I thought this way about Guardians when they announced it. Right. So that's where I'm at on the James Gunn Peacemaker spinoff. Okay. How about Yeah. Um, as for me, like, uh, no, I know nothing of, of, of these characters. Okay. Um, I've never read a Peacemaker uh, book. I never... I didn't even know the Suicide Squad like going into the first one. Let let me let um, me just 
let me just let me just insert this here then. Yeah, other than Harley the Quinn, basic, obviously everyone the basic knows premise, Quinn. The basic premise of the Peacemaker character is he's kind of like a DC version of the Punisher, only his philosophy is peace at any cost. So right. he goes around murdering anybody who's trying to stop peace from happening. Right. I don't it doesn't make sense even to explain it. Right. But no, his whole it. philosophy is he's murdering to to make peace. To make peace. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Which may, which which makes sense in a, in a in a fucked up kind of way. Sure. <laughs> right, but um but yeah, no, like any of these characters that are really in it's the new one. It's all it's all it's all Dutch to me, but um I'll go into I'll go into watching Suicide Squad. <clears throat> regardless right yeah it's james gunn and you can't you can't be you can't be wrong by him um he has like a fucking so many so many movies um there was something i came across today what was it and it was like oh um uh belco experiment which was produced by james gunn um yeah. i don't even think he i don't even think he wrote it i think his brother wrote it yeah. which another fucking i love that film the belco yeah experiment. for sure you ever got you ever watched yeah. it Right, but anyways, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good. It's like, um, it's like um, battle royale thrown into a fucking office building. Right, right. Um, which is another great Japanese film. Uh, recommend battle royale. If you haven't watched battle royale, oh, yeah. go get go get go do that right now. Yeah. Press stop and go get Press, battle. Yeah, go <laughs> fucking battle royale. Uh, yes. Not so much with part two, but part one is fucking brilliant. No, part two, two. Go ahead. Anyway. Part two had its moments, but I don't know. I was. It's still Battle Royale. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're not talking about Battle Royale. Um, yeah, no. Um, spinoff. Yeah, Let's wrap so, up because I want to move on. Yeah, basically, what I was going to say is if uh, if the studio loved the character, clearly they watched the film and yeah. they greenlit this based on the film. Um, if they had that enough uh, confidence in a character before the movie even fucking comes out. Sign me yeah. up. I'll watch it. No problem. Okay. That's what I was trying I to I agree at. with you. I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. But I want to add something at the end here before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling. Like, I, I totally agree with you, okay? Yeah. But there's a reason I have doubt on top of what you just said. And is that because John Cena is not the greatest actor? <laughs> no. I okay. fucking... I, what was that movie that he was in with... Oh, fuck. I don't even remember the blonde girl's name. Where he the blonde the blonde girl who's kind of chubby who's in like a lot of movies where she tries to be sexy but she's still sexy but she's still kind of chubby what, the comedian oh, girl um, Amy Schumer Amy Schumer yeah, okay yeah. where he played the, I don't uh, remember the name of the yeah. movie that John Cena was in with Amy Schumer but yeah. I remember thinking John Cena is funny in this oh he movie. was great in that film yeah yeah John Cena is definitely a good funny actor okay mm-hmm. so if this movie is really funny I have I. I I believe in John Cena. Trainwreck um, was the movie. Trainwreck, yes. Yeah. Trainwreck is, it's not a great film, but yeah. John Cena is funny in it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's worth checking out. Anyway. I actually didn't mind him in Blockers either. And no shade to Amy Schumer, by the way. I felt like what I said about Amy Schumer was kind of shitty. No shade to her. She's fine. <laughs> um, what, what did you say? Cock Blockers? Yeah, blockers. well, Blockers it was called. Yeah. Um, they changed they, the name from Cock changed, Blockers yeah, to Blockers. To, obviously, right? Yes. <laughs> I didn't watch that. No, I didn't watch. Oh no, that. yeah, no, he was all right in that film too. But I thought he was funny in the Amy Schumer movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think this could be really good, but at the same time, I feel like DC knew 
when they got James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm sorry, I did it again, mm. for Suicide Squad 2, DC knew when they got James Gunn that they were pulling the biggest coup in their pretty much existence. Mm-hmm. And they probably decided at that time that no matter how good or bad the Suicide Squad movie was, they were going to offer James Gunn more work based on that film. So, I, you know what? I am looking forward to seeing this. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know how they're going to make me enjoy the Peacemaker character and make him funny. I guess they're going to make him funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I, I like I have skepticism, but I also have hope. So I'm weird. I'm weird 50-50 on this. I'm looking forward to it anyway. Um, so that's how I feel about the James Gunn Peacemaker yeah, no, spinoff yeah, yeah. TV series that will appear on HBO Max, HBO Max at some point in the future. Yeah. Here we go with the next news. Boom! God! <laughs> I had the boom done. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Do you remember when I prayed to Moana? Do you remember when I prayed to Moana right here? Yep. That Henry Cavill would be signed to play Superman. Yep. Not only in a cameo somebody else's movie like but that you would get at least one more Superman film. One more Man of Steel 2, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, but at least what do you remember, Kevin? Mm-hmm. In episode 55 of Too Old for This Podcast, mm-hmm. when I prayed to the goddess Moana. Oh, I remember. Asking for this gift. Do you recall that? Of course I do. So do I. <laughs> the goddess Moana answered my prayers. Clearly. And look, it is heavily rumored. It is basically confirmed. It is the kind of rumor that is so rumored that it is, it is confirmed. Henry Cavill has signed a three-picture deal. Mm-hmm. Three Superman Films starring Henry Cavill. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen, brother. Amen. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah, brother. Can you get a McClunky? You can get one of those too. Can I get a McClunky? <laughs> McClunky. I just want to thank the goddess Moana. I want to thank Warner Brothers for doing the right thing. They are on the right track now, brother. And this is our next topic. And let's move on. Because, you know, we have said what we need to say. Henry Cavill is making three more Superman movies. Mm. Three! I can't... I hope I live long enough to see all these movies. I swear, like, three! That That's gonna cut... That's gonna be, like, the next at least 12 years. Right? right? Like, right. that's three more... Plus four cameos was the previous deal he signed, mm-hmm. which was confirmed. Four cameos in other... We are gonna get so much... Henry Cavill, Superman. Yeah. He is the new face. Can I get the Superman theme from DJ Kevy Evy? <laughs> On the flat! <laughs> I'm going to let this whole theme play. No, I'm definitely uh, excited to hear him, hear him come back because that was one of the most disappointing things to hear that he wasn't 
Are you memorized by the song? Where are you? Fastest pee break of all time, my friend. Keep talking, man. Our next topic, Kevin, <laughs> is completely related to the success of the DCEU and this Henry Cavill rumor announcement. And our second final topic of the night mm-hmm. is... Is mm-hmm. the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is it dead? I think it is, Kev. That's my feeling in my gut, and I know you disagree. <laughs> I do, strongly. But let's talk about it. And this is based primarily now. I mean, I felt this way for a long time. I'm not going to kid you. Mm-hmm. I have felt like the MCU was dead mm-hmm. since since Avengers Endgame. Right. Since the announcement. Okay, first of all, no. Before, I was going to say Black Widow. Before Black Widow, Spider-Man far from home Mm. okay felt like a weirdly out of place film to me Mm -hmm. because it was a sequel to endgame but it wasn't moving the mcu forward very much like it introduced finally introduced mysterio and it brought spider-man back to home to him his characters but it felt like the mcu was frozen in place Mm. and then the next announcement was that the next movie was this black widow movie which was a fucking prequel. Yeah. Right? So again, the MCU was not going forward. And I want to say, I was never excited about this Black Widow film. I don't care. The character died. Mm-hmm. They never did anything worthwhile with but her. They, they could all... have made a great Black Widow movie if they did it like 10 years ago. They could have made her character great, but they never found anything interesting to do with her. She was a fucking asterisk. And they killed her off. And then after they killed her off, they tried to make her interested in a movie. They tried to make us interested in a movie about her. And I was never. I was never. I was just waiting for the next thing the whole time, Kev. Okay, but in all fairness, uh, we haven't seen the movie yet. The movie was supposed to come out this year. Obviously got pushed. But we don't know if they were going to introduce the next big threat in the MCU in this film. Right, so we don't know, so you can't really dismiss it as not being relevant to the MCU, like for the next wave of MCU. That's that that's that's fair, right? But but at the same time, like my point stands, I wasn't interested. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. In a prequel story about a character who was who always <laughs> underused, yeah, and who is now dead, yeah. So whatever they do with her in this movie means nothing going forward for that character. For that character, so, yes, I agree. About that character, you know, I'm a big Scarlett Johansson fan. Mm-hmm. I think she's one of the greatest actresses of our generation. She's made some bad films because mm-hmm. she's just signed on to some like whatever was going to be a blockbuster movie deals. Um, but she's also made some great films and had some great performances. She's a great actress. Mm-hmm. 
I was all I have always been disappointed with what Marvel did with her. They never did anything with her. I feel exactly the same way about Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman is on a level of acting above Scarlett Johansson, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Natalie Portman is maybe, in my opinion, the greatest actress of my generation. Okay. And the MCU, in my opinion, used her as uh, an asterisk right. as of as a supporting character, and and I and I I hear Taika Waititi is going to fix that yes. in the next Thor movie, and I'm very excited about the next Thor movie directed written by Taika Waititi, starring Natalie Portman as the new female Thor. Yep. So that's all great, but coming back to Scarlett Johansson, um. I don't feel that this fucking movie is going to do that for her character. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie is just going to write her character off. And it's already been announced that the other uh, Black Widow in this movie becomes the new Black Widow after this movie. Replaces. Oh, really? her. Yes, they announced it. Oh, okay. They said, yes. That. Yes, that I forget the actress's name now. She's not as famous as Scarlett. The one that plays her sister or whatever in the movie. But yeah, but going forward, she's the new Black Widow in the MCU. Mm. Uh, they announced that. That's official. I'm not just, that's not a rumor. Okay. But. I still don't care. I'm sorry. I still don't care. And now, like, I mean, okay, I'm sorry. I derailed myself here. This all goes back to me, to James Gunn and the Suicide Squad. Because mm-hmm. we have learned since everything happened that the that Marvel's plan, that Kevin Feige's plan was for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 to be the first big movie of the big of the next phase of the MCU, right. which was which was obviously teased at the end of Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. with the Thor scene on the the Milano with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. We thought that was where we were going next. We were gonna see Thor on this adventure with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. And then what happened? What happened, Kev? Tell me, you tell me. COVID happened. <laughs> no. Well, first Before of all, they fired. First of all, they fired James, James Gunn, Gunn. Got fired. They fired okay? James Gunn, right? James he he fired. signed to the DC DCU universe. DC EU, sorry, EU but universe. Pause, but pause. But pause here, right? Yeah. Yes, James Gunn got fired by Disney. Yeah. Because of some stupid past tweets, which yes. meant which were which were nothing. Yes, it was bullshit. It was right wing propaganda. Disney fell for it because they were too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Then what did James Gunn do? He's b- the most brilliant move of all time. He immediately goes and signs a deal with Warner Brothers to make Guardian. Uh, sorry, to make Suicide Squad two, yeah. which of course leads to this TV show because Warner Brothers is smart <laughs> and they realize that the man who made Guardians of the Galaxy this this comic book that nobody fucking cared about. Yeah. Into one of the most popular Marvel movies of all time. Yeah. Um, can take anything from DC and do the same thing. So let's fucking give him Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Fine. He wants it? Yeah. Please take it. Yeah. And then what happens at Marvel? Okay. The speculation was James Gunn was going to be replaced. They already had the script that he wrote for Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. So someone else could just direct it. Yeah. But the fucking news that he signed to DC was so huge. And DC got such a push and buzz from it. That and the fact that um, all the actors that were in the film were basically... Right. Everybody from Guardians. 
They wouldn't do Everybody it. Everybody from he was Guardians there, stood up for James Gunn, yeah. right? And Kevin Feige fought for James Gunn. Mm-hmm. So okay, so now Disney, with this fucking misstep, changes their mind. We're gonna bring James Gunn back, but now James Gunn has had this deal with Warner Brothers already. He's busy for the next three years. Now we have to wait three years at least Mm -hmm. to start the next phase of the MCU the way it was planned to start at the end of Endgame, okay? And now, Kevin, all all of this was reality before COVID. So nine months ago, the MCU was dead to me. Like what is what are they going to do? I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the next announcement. What are they? Are they going to make some crazy Doctor Strange announcement? Mm-hmm. Are they going to make some crazy X Men announcement? Are they going to make some crazy Fantastic Four announcement? What are they going to do to recover from this giant misstep that DC is now becoming the most talked about uh, superhero franchise because of what did they do, Kev? Mm-hmm. They rehired him back. They rehired him back. They rescheduled it for three years later. And then what happened? COVID hit. Yeah. So everything else on the schedule is now pushed back. The first MCU movie we're going to see is still the Black Widow, Mm -hmm. which again, I didn't give a shit about. And I'm sorry, but I feel like I'm not in the minority on this one. I feel like most people don't give a shit about Black Widow. Right. I, I don't care how funny the trailers might seem. I, I don't I don't care if, if there's a lot of MCU fans who are just loyal to every MCU movie. I feel like people don't give a shit about this Black Movie this Black Widow movie, which has been delayed so many fucking times now, mm-hmm. is now delayed until what may of 2021 and that is the first mcu movie we're going to get and now we haven't even started talking about disney plus right uh, you know what um i i will agree with you to a certain a certain extent um black widow was definitely not on top of my list um they rumored that they're going to make like a movie with her like for basically the whole mcu <laughs> but yeah, it never, it, it really never did interest me. Uh, so I, I, I see you there. But on the flip side of that, uh, when I saw the trailer, I thought this movie actually looks pretty good. So, um, but yeah, no, I do agree with you to a, cer- a certain extent. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say I, I don't give a shit about the movie, but I am with you where I didn't care if they made one or not. Can I say, can I ask you? Go for it. When you said you saw the trailer and you thought this movie looks pretty good? Mm hmm. Did you feel the same way about New Mutants? Um, I didn't hate New Mutants, though. Right? Neither did I. Yeah, no, I but, didn't hate New Mutants. But yeah, but, no, I, it, but is it an MCU level, like, setting the stage for the future kind of event I'll movie be, to you? I'll be honest. When I first saw the trailer for New Mutants, I was like, oh, sweet. They're going in a different direction. They're They're making a fucking horror movie with mutants in it. That's fucking cool. But if it was like all light and fluffy and it was like, hey, we're going to be the new X-Men, blah, blah, blah. No, I wouldn't have been interested in it. I don't know. Personally. I don't know. Anyway. Sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. No, I'm, I'm done making my point. Anyway, on the <laughs> Disney Plus side of things, yeah. um, I guess we've got WandaVision coming out soon. When is WandaVision coming out? Uh, sorry. I, I, should... I feel like they said November, but. Um, I, Let me look that up real quick. Um, you know what? COVID. It pushed everything says, back, right? Yeah, 
definitely. Uh, it definitely says 2020 on IMDb, but it doesn't specify when. So it's definitely December, coming. Hmm? December 2020 is what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, December. Okay. Now, look, Marvel pushing their movies back to 2021 is probably a reaction to Tenet, right? Mm -hmm. Because Tenet has come out in full release and it has done really poorly in America because most theaters are closed in America and those that are open are only open at half capacity with all of these restrictions in place. And a lot of people are afraid to go to the movies. So the box office in America is not great right now. The rest of the world is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because the rest of the world has done a much better job in handling COVID. And in the rest of the world, theaters are open uh, mostly. But um, in the U.S., Tenet has not made enough money um, to be called, to even break even. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is the main reason Marvel has pushed their schedule back. And that makes me wonder about other franchises. Like, for instance, you know the most important movie to me of 2020 on the schedule, Dude. which is still on the schedule is Dune. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very interesting to me because Dune is also Warner brothers. So when you're talking about Warner brothers, you're talking about uh, wonder woman and all other DC uh, uh, products. And wonder woman has also been, been pushed, pushed back yeah. to uh, spring or summer of 2021. Oh, no doubt. Dune is definitely going to get pushed. Dune has not been pushed yet. Yet, So I wonder, wonder, look, as a Dune fan, I'm really worried. Mm -hmm. Like, at this point, I think I want it to be pushed. Like, it's weird because I never wanted it to compete with Wonder Woman. I never wanted it to compete with the Eternals. And the Eternals has also been pushed a year. Mm. So now Dune has no competition as far as I yeah, can tell, saying December eighteenth as of right now. If it's if it still comes out on December eighteenth, mm-hmm. then Dune might be the only fucking new movie in the Christmas season. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, uh, who knows? Maybe it stands a chance. But if Dune fails because of COVID, like that will be the greatest tragedy to me in the history of film. So, I. I almost am rooting for Dune to be postponed as well. Mm-hmm. Even though I want to see this damn movie, I bet it's probably going to be the like my favorite movie of all time. Um, I'm worried about Dune. But anyway, back to the MCU. Uh, look, I'm almost ready to cancel my Disney Plus subscription. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that COVID is, is largely to blame, but when they originally announced their schedule of the Loki show, the Falcon and winter soldier show and the WandaVision show, I thought, well, this is kind of a lame first wave of shows. Mm. And maybe, maybe the second wave of shows will be less lame. Right. And I was never really excited. Like Loki. Okay. I'm kind of excited about the Loki show, Mm -hmm. but the other two shows, I really don't give a shit about. I'm just going to watch them because it's going to be important to follow what's happening in the MCU to watch them. Mm -hmm. Um, since then, they've announced um, there's going to be a Nick Fury show mm-hmm. starring Samuel Jackson, and I'm disappointed about that. Why? Like I, f- I feel like that's a step backwards. I want new shit, brother. I want the X Men. I want the Fantastic Four. I mm-hmm. want 
I want areas that we haven't explored yet. I don't want to watch Samuel Jackson making the same fucking lame jokes that he's made for the same for 21 fucking movies now. And he's too old to make action scenes anymore. We saw that in in the Captain the Marvel. sorry Captain Marvel movie. Every time Samuel Jackson had a fight in that movie, it was awful. He's too old. I'm sorry. I love him, but he's too old to have action scenes. And so unless they're going to stunt double him for everything like like Nick Fury was an action character. He wasn't just an administrator who talked. Like he was he was like the like a soldier, like a like the Punisher kind of character, like a very active fight in the fight character all the time. Mm-hmm. And Samuel Jackson can't pull that off. I love him. But like I don't care about a series that follows just him. Like Come on, give me like maybe that series will be used to introduce new character after new character after new character. Maybe it'll be great. I don't know. But at this point, like MCU, where is your future? Stop giving me your past. Hmm. Stop. Like, give me your future, please. I, I that's all I have to say. I, I feel like the MCU is dead. I feel like the like DC. With just talking about the Snyder Cut, just talking about the Henry Cavill announcement, talking about Ben Affleck talking, coming back, talking about Michael Keaton coming back, I feel like DC is now the king. I, 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 I know that it doesn't add up in the numbers, but to me, DC is has become king. And maybe it's because of COVID. Maybe COVID killed the MCU and made DCEU stronger. But to me, DCEU is king right now, and I have... Marvel has to show me something right. to get me excited again, and they have not. They have not. That's where I'm at. I feel like MCU is dead. Anyway, I hand it to you. Um, <laughs> I, I I see your points, but uh, I, I feel like no, they're not dead. Um, they're just postponed. Uh, COVID COVID fucked a lot of studios uh, this year, and unfortunately, uh, Disney was. Disney MCU was definitely a huge, huge um, uh, component of that. There was uh, obviously some stuff that was supposed to come out on Disney Plus, and everything got pushed. Like that Winter Soldier show was supposed to be out already. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was uh, September, if I remember correctly, or August, right? And like all this stuff got pushed, and it, it's it, had so many release dates, dude. Yeah, it's been well, moved so much. it was it was uh, apparently it was supposed to line up with uh, Black Widow because it's. I guess there's parts of Black Widow that kind of happened in the show, whatever, but everything got pushed and it sucks. Uh, I don't think the MCU's dead, as you put it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely I, I, I definitely think uh, we're going to see a huge resurgence with them uh, within, within the next year. So, okay. I believe they'll come back, but right now, yeah. I'm no, waiting I, I to hear. hear I'm, I'm waiting to hear about anything I care about. Yeah. I don't care about any of it right now. Yeah, yeah. that's no, I all. Feel you. I feel you. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, Shall but, we move on? Sure. Boom, our main <laughs> final topic of the night. Oh. Shit. And our main final topic of the night is the Mandalorian season two. Let's have a little bit of that theme, shall we? I'm going to step away this for a second while we listen to this. All right. I have spoken. Mm-hmm. 
asked. Carol Baskin. All right, brother, let me set the scene. Set the scene. Allow me, allow me to set a scene. The year is 2020, and Jer is excited. Mm-hmm. What's Jer excited about? Jer is excited about the new Dune trailer. Mm-hmm. Jer is excited about the new Snyder Cut trailers. Mm-hmm. And Jer wants to he wants to share his excitement with with his buddy who he talks about all this stuff with with, <laughs> with his buddy Kev. And Jer's buddy Kev doesn't really give a shit. <laughs> and that's, that's 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 no shade to you, brother. But but Jer has been feeling alone on an island for a while. Like, is anybody as excited about Dune and about the Snyder cut is I am, and I and I I, I don't know because I don't have any friends like it, like my buddy Steve Dunk. You know him. Yeah. Uh, you know he's he's following it, but he doesn't seem excited like I am. Yeah. And you you're following it, but you don't really seem to care. Like you like you're like you seem annoyed with me sometimes when with I, the I, Snyder I'm cut with the Snyder cut and with Dune. Um, um, no, I'm, okay. Well, like like I said, with Dune, I never I I, I struggled watching it. Recently, I I actually right. tried to rewatch it for you, and I was and super I struggled. Surprised. I struggled. <laughs> I was super surprised, brother, because yeah. I found out recently from you that you didn't even know that this movie was a remake. You no, thought it I was thought some it was kind a, of sequel. I thought it was a sequel for some right. reason. Right. So, like, like that just tells me, like, you're a guy who follows stuff, right? So, people who don't follow stuff probably have no idea, like, mm-hmm. what what dudes so that was kind of a bring down for me too that you didn't even realize that this was a remake and not a sequel um so like i just want to say that jer was bummed about dude and then jer had an interesting experience because (laughs) the mandalorian 2 trailer came out yeah and 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 my friend kev came to me and told me he was in tears with excitement over the Mandalorian two. Am I wrong? Like, am I misrepresenting you the, here? Uh, or not necessarily in tears of excitement, but you uh, were excited uh, for the end part when when shit went down and then Baby Yoda did the whole hit the button and he fucking hid. Yep, I I, I had some waterworks happening. Yes, yes. That's, so I wasn't okay. necessarily tears of of joy from from the okay. entire trailer, but that particular moment, I was like, "Oh my god, that was fucking so good." <laughs> so this was uh, fascinating to me because yeah. because I felt guilty about <laughs> not being excited about Mandalorian two, and because and you seemed you like we'll leave, we'll leave like message each other back and forth, but in your messages, I. I got a feeling that you were so bummed <laughs> that yeah. I was not that I, I didn't I was. share. I was, I was a little bummed. Your excitement. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to feel this trailer too. 
And I thought, I really oh my god, he's. He, I thought, oh my god, he's feeling exactly the same way I feel about Dune and Snyder Cut right now. <laughs> and I felt, and, and I don't like. I don't. I don't wish that on you. I don't. I don't. I don't want you to feel like a lunar an island like I did. But I feel like it's fascinating that we had this mirrored experience. Right. So. Um, look, let, let's talk about the trailer first before I talk about why I'm not excited about it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Do you want to watch it together? Do you want to actually do a yeah, live reaction? We can watch it. Um, okay. I'm ready. Let me know when you're ready. Hit play. Way to count to three before you hit play? Yeah, sure. Okay, so on three or after three? Uh, go three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Three. Hold on. Wait a minute. I'm not at the beginning. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay. Right. I'm at zero. Are you at zero? I'm at zero. Okay. And then one of us will say pause, and then we'll both pause, right? Sure. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. And we see a planet, and we see another planet coming over the horizon, and then we're going to see a spaceship because of Star Wars. There it is. It's the Razor Crest. That's all and- beat up. Oh, it's beat up. Why is the hangar bay door open? That's dangerous. The racer crash is in trouble. Yeah. It's traveling towards a planet that looks like Earth. I love the Snowblow of this music. Show me the one safety deemed such okay. destruction. So that music. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm hearing a little bit of static. I think it's my cable. I'm paused at 150. Oh, sorry. I'm paused at 30 seconds exactly. Sorry. Can you hear that? It's a little bit of static. But anyways. I do not hear any static. Okay. I'm paused at 30 seconds. But anyways, I love that music. Um, that's... Um, it's, a, it's a didgeridoo. Yeah, but it's it's like this band. Um, they did a song for, I think oh, it was you're Rise right. of Skywalker. I know who you're talking yeah. about. that. That Chinese band who plays like medieval music. I don't know if they're uh, Chinese. I feel like they're like um, Inuits or something like that. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I feel. If I did that. That was awful of me. I Sorry. feel like they are. Uh, don't quote me on that. But I feel like they're like either. Um, not necessarily Inuits. They, did, but they, they did a song in that Star Wars game. That, yes. Um, yes. Exactly. Was that game called uh, um, uh, the Fallen Fallen Order? Yeah, Fallen Order. Yeah. They they did a song at the beginning of that. In the, of that game, which was yeah. so great, and there's a and part where you're to a lot of their music. Yeah. I should remember their damn their damn name because yeah, I've I'm listened to, to a lot of their music. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for them, now, but yeah, but... no, they're um uh the the there was an arena fight where the they had like the song in it, and um, I remember looking up the band and I found the song and I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. These guys are they're great, right? Yeah, they yeah. they I listened to a lot of like old medieval like um viking music like yeah, okay. like wardruna and when i'm listening to that on youtube this band always comes up in my playlist because i guess mm. it's because it's medieval as well but it's it's obviously asian instead of nordic but um it's got that same like really tribal vibe to it and it is really fucking moving and it is so appropriate for um star wars yeah yeah. That it, it is, it does really add a great element to it. Anyway, the, I'm sorry. The hue is what they're called. The hue. Thank you. I just found them too. Mm-hmm. The hue, spelled H U. Um, check them out on YouTube. They make some really, really cool music. 
Okay, apparently they're they're Mongolian. So yeah, I think you're closer. Mongolian to, is Asian yeah, Chinese. Yeah, there you go. So for some reason, I thought they were like, um, either either uh, native Indian or, or Inuits for some yeah. reason. But anyways, yeah, you're right. They're, they're that's, that's okay. That's okay. They're great. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> check out the hue. All right. It's cool that they're that they're included on the soundtrack of Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Their music really fits in with the vibe of Mandalorian. Um, it's got those like those deep resonating tones that are like kind of dragged out, and it's kind of like dark and ominous in the same mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, what did you love about Mandalorian? Are, are, do you want to continue watching it? Anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at thirty seconds, so you want back to thirty second point. Let me get it back up and queued because I'm ready with you on the thirty second point. I believe. All right. Did I lose it? No, there it is. Please be there. Yes, there it is. Okay. Right. So, you ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. You must Mandalorian. Be with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. Let's pause. So a lot just happened there. Yeah, apparently that's Sasha Banks from the WWE uh, right. in the cloak. Uh, it's right. it's rumored that she's either playing a Jedi or Sabine from right. uh, from Rebels. Well, I have my opinion on what what she's going to be, but it's only a theory, obviously. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, I want to talk about more about that section that we just watched. And I'm paused now on uh, zero minutes fifty two seconds. I'm but at what we just what we just witnessed was a lot of visuals underneath the monologue from season one, which was from the armorer who has yeah. kind of become like the de facto leader of the Mandalorian tribe that our hero. Uh, our Mandalorian is a member of. Mm -hmm. So she's his leader. And this is dialogue that we remember from season one. It basically lays out the plot of season two for us, which is that the Mandalorian's mission now is to find Jedi because baby Yoda is likely, uh, likely belongs with Jedi. Like mm -hmm. th those are likely his people. Um, so, um, that is what we hear the armorer telling um, the Mandalorian in this clip. And Kev, I just want to say I have a problem here. Um, and I know that I, I, we weren't going to get to my problems yet, but while we're here, um, like, doesn't this dialogue bother you? Doesn't it bother you when the armorer is saying to the Mandalorian, like, our ancient legends tell of a war with a sorcerer race. Like they're talking about the Jedi. Like they don't know what the Jedi are. Right. Now this story, the Mandalorian takes place right after the return of the Jedi. Didn't like we five, five years. The first season though, that the Jedi were kind of brought up because of baby Yoda. And he really didn't know much about him. So yeah, but I don't why understand why this that, would surprise Kev? you though. Why is that, Kev? Like, I like it bothers me still 
because it hasn't been that long since the prequel films. Right. It's been like 25 years. So think about like the world we live in. Like we know our history from 25 years ago. Right. We know we do because we go to school. Why Is there in a Mandalorian this world? School? Why in this world? Like it, like the Jedi, the Jedi were, were not dead, though. They were not secret though. When they were the last time the Jedi were alive, they were the defenders of the Republic. Like they were Which really would have high been profile. Years before this was made. But though. 25 years. It's not that long. It's 25 years. I don't know, man. 25 years. 25 years ago? I don't know. I don't remember much about 25 years ago. But we know about our history. Yeah. Like the defenders of our government. Like we would like we know about the CIA and the FBI from 25 years ago. <laughs> we would I, know. I just think you take this dialogue way too serious. <laughs> It bothers me. It bothers me that it's people don't know. It's got to take it with a grain of salt, man. Because they, they I'm established... I'm sick of it. Cam. No, but they I'm established... I'm sick of the, a grain the, of salt with Star Wars. I know, but in the season one, everybody they would know what the Jedis are. He didn't know what, what it was. Remember Carl Weathers but referred why? to it... It doesn't do the, make sense. Do the magic hand thing, remember? He didn't say do the it Jedi thing. It doesn't make sense, though. He heard, of, he heard about Jedis in the first season from, from uh, Quill. Why? Right? Because he didn't know about Jedi's. They were the defenders of the Republic. They Years were the, before they that, were though. the most important warriors in the galaxy. I think you're uh, you're taking this way too serious, man. No, I don't, <laughs> Kev. I think I think you're not. Th- I think you're not taking it seriously enough. I really mean that. I like. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It does, like, though, if, because if, if you return, know, if you know, if this look takes it, place look, after if, Return of the Jedi, was, I know. There, but Kev, there was one Jedi. Kev, Please stop. Mark Hamill. If you know if Who's you know Skywalker? who the Republic is, if you know what the Republic is, then you know what the Jedi Order was. You I know that. Like if the Mandalorian doesn't even know what the Republic is then, right? Like he, he doesn't know anything about his own galaxy that he lives in. He doesn't know anything if he doesn't know what the Jedi are. And the armorer doesn't know either. She the says was living underground. She says ancient tales tell. Yeah. It was 25 years ago. These characters are all in their 30s. They would all know. It doesn't make sense, Kev. So that happened, about it. that happened when they, were not, in, when they were five? You're not thinking about it hard enough, Kev. Your parents wouldn't, wouldn't let you know about the Jedi? Like, come on. You're not, you didn't have parents. You're, you're being too kind. You're being too generous. I am this, being too generous. Every, everybody in the galaxy would know who the Jedi were. It makes no fucking sense at all. Not necessarily. No, yes, yes, necessarily. No, yes, man. yes. I disagree with you 100% on this point, Kev. I love you, I'm, I'm but, sorry, I'm, but I'm 100% disagree with you on there's this stuff point. That I everybody bring up. would know that the Dude, Jedi, who the Jedi there's were. There's stuff I bring up to people like now that didn't know about it because it was like 20, 25 years ago. Um, I was like, I'll give you an example. I was talking to, uh, I was talking to this girl that I used to work with who was West Indian. And I said, I said to her, I guess this is around the time when your parents bust out the Boney M Christmas album. And she was like, what's Boney M? <laughs> I'm like, what? You're West Indian, right? You don't Kevin. know the fucking West <laughs> Boney M Christmas Kevin. album? The Boney M Christmas album came out in like 1980. So of course Can she doesn't get, know about it. 
Can you please give yourself a DJ scratch right now? Please. No, I would not. Please give yourself a because, DJ scratch. Because right now. just because just you because one. you know all about this doesn't mean you the Mandalorian just compared does. Bodie M. You just compared Bodie M <laughs> to, the Mandalorian. to a magical race of sorcerer Dude, warriors. Bodie M was a magical race of music. Makers. The defenders of the entire Galactic Republic. Them, like they would be the most famous people in the fucking universe. Bodhi M. Nobody That's what Bodhi M. gets. They get fucking air horns. Nobody fucking knows who Bodhi M. are. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. You know who Bodhi M. is. Because I'm old and my parents okay. were lame. That's, That's the not point. because they were that famous. Come on. Anyways, I. <laughs> I I I don't know. I I'm just comparing real life now to the Jedi. Re- look, look. The the Jedi <laughs> there's, there's order lots was of like things. the CIA. There's lots of like, things I bring know up who the CIA that people have are. no idea what I'm talking about and who are younger than me. So, right, right. People are agreeing with me right now because nobody fucking knows Boney M. But what people know the CIA. About? Oh yeah. <laughs> my brother the Jedi doesn't were the know. CIA. My brother doesn't know what a fucking Jedi is. <laughs> And okay, he's older he than me. He didn't live in this galaxy. <laughs> he's older than me. All right. Okay, I'm talking about people who live in this imaginary galaxy. Can you? Can we get back to the imaginary world, please? Can we get back to the trailer? Okay. All right. I'm just saying. I, I'm never. I'm never going to back down on this point. It's all good, man. You, you're, Everybody you're allowed. You're allowed. in the fucking galaxy would know who the Jedi are. It wouldn't be a mystery who the fucking Jedi are. Carl Weathers did. And now let's talk about okay, the character. I'm sorry, what's the actress's name again? The From WWE. Oh, uh, Sasha Sasha Banks. Okay, Sasha Banks. First of all, I hate that they cast <clears throat> Sasha Banks yeah. in this show. Okay, because what's her name? Kara. What's her name? Kara Dijapolis. What's her name? Kara Dune. The fucking character from the show. What's her name? The wrestler chick. The UFC chick. Oh, yeah. Cara Dune. Dune? Yeah, I think it's Cara Dune. No, that's uh, not her name. I'm pretty sure it it's is. Like, it's like, hold on. Everybody is pressing stop on us right now because we just screwed this up so bad. What's her name? Like her character name? No, her. The actress's name. Oh, Gina Carano. Sorry, I thought you were trying Thank to say you. her character name. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Jenna her character Carano. name is Cara Dune. <laughs> yes, okay, sorry. <laughs> I might be a little drunk. But um, the point was, what was the point? Oh. I She's awful, right? She's the worst part of the show. She's, I don't believe her character a for a second. No. I, I keep saying over and over again, she doesn't make any fucking sense. She, like, her character is supposed to be a heavy artillery soldier, but between every scene, she stops to flat iron her hair. And now in season two, she's curled her hair. So now between every episode, she stops to curl her hair. And she's wearing the same fucking armor, like a fucking cartoon character. Like she doesn't wear real clothes, like a real person. She's just a fucking cartoon. She's the worst character on the show. She makes me disrespect this show. And now... Now we've done another stunt casting. We've cast another W. We've got, not another, but now we've cast a WWE actress mm-hmm. instead of a UFC actress because we thought we did a great job with fucking what's her name from the UFC, who has been nothing but a nightmare on Twitter with her fucking right wing anti COVID fucking 
I'm sorry, racist post. She needs to be fired from the show. She's so bad. Uh, off the show. Follow her, I don't know. Yeah, but there's a huge controversy about her Twitter posts because yeah. she's so fucking bad. And now, so, okay, let's cast this WWE chick who's not, another non-actress, just a famous chick with blue hair. And we're going to cast her, and I'm sorry, but she's obviously Sabine. I will, I will, I will bet you a million dollars she's yeah, I think she's Sabine, too. And yes, she's dressed like a Jedi because I bet you the storyline here... The fucking Dave Filoni fucking Clone Wars continuation storyline here is now Sabine has become the pupil of what's her name? Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Thank you. So yes, it is Sabine and yes, she is a Jedi. So both things are true. So stop arguing with each other online. So yes, Mandalorian is going to meet Sabine first, and Sabine is going to arrange the introduction to Ahsoka. And Kevin, I I thought long and hard about this. I thought long and hard because I love the Mandalorian season one. You know that. I was like as excited about it as you were. You know that. Um, I had more criticisms of it than you did. You know I hated episode four. Mm-hmm. And I think the internet has joined me since then. I think the hatred of episode four, by the way, is now universal. Well, it's definitely I've, the weakest episode. I never I've disagreed. Been, okay, Kevin, but last year nobody agreed with me, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, I agreed I that almost, it was weak. I almost lost my best friend based on my criticism of episode four last year. And today, episode of criticism, criticism of episode four is universal. Everybody hates it. It's awful. Okay, so I was right. I think I'm right about season two in what I'm going to say. The reason I'm not excited about season two, the way I was excited about season one, is because we fucking know everything that's going to happen in season two already. We haven't even got through the trailer yet. Season one was a mystery. We had no idea. Yeah. We were just like, what's this new exciting Jon Favreau Star Wars thing What's it going to be? And every episode we were like, what are we going to see? What's it going to be? What's going to happen? And honestly, Kevin, looking back at season one, honestly, did very much happen? Because I feel like there's a few major plot points and a lot of filler, a lot of character development, which is fine. It's long form storytelling, which I've said I've always wanted with Star Wars. Which it's it's okay, but with season one, it was all unknown. It was all like, what is it going to be? What's going to happen? And everything that I got was like a surprise. But with season two, we know so much, Kevin. Like, let me go through the list of what we know about season two. We know that the Mandalorian is on a quest to reunite Baby Yoda with the Jedi, whoever the Jedi are going to be. We know that Rosario Dawson has been cast as Ahsoka Tano Mm -hmm. in season two. We know that this WWE person, whose name I forget again, Sasha Banks, has been cast as a character in season two. And we know that it's most likely Sabine just because we know the history of Ahsoka Tano and Sabine. Mm -hmm. And And she has fucking blue hair. So, like... Like, dumbest possible correlation 
she's Sabine, obviously. I think it's I think it's obviously true because we've reverted back to Dave Filoni storytelling, which is dumbest possible thing is true. Yes, she's Sabine because she has blue hair. And yes, Sabine is now a student of Ahsoka Tano, and that's why she's dressed like a Jedi when we see her. So anyway, yes, I believe this is Sabine. Um, and yes, I'm disappointed that this is Sabine. And 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 I think, Kevin, what I wanted to find was the main reason why you and I feel differently about this, and I think that's it. I think it's because I feel like I know everything that's happening in season two. I feel like it's all just live-action Clone Wars now. It's all Dave Filoni now. And to me, that's a disappointment. Fair enough. But let's go on, let's go on with this trailer, please. All right. Um, where were we? Sorry. I'm at 51. Okay, let me get let me pull it back up here. I am at 52, so we're going to be pretty much the same. Let's hit play in three, two, one, go. Uh, it's not playing because there she is. Talk too long. <laughs> there You're we go. To search the galaxy Maybe you and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers. Enemy sorcerers. The boat. Let's pause. Well, this is the way. Okay, I'm, I'm at the boat. I'm paused at 111. I'm at paused at 115. Hold on. All right, now I'm at 111. Okay, so we saw the, the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda traveling somewhere on a boat. Mm-hmm. And then we saw... Um, a scene in the clouds yep. where the Razor Crest is being followed or chased by, by a couple of X-Wing fighters, yep. which, of course, is is like red meat for those of us who are fans of the original trilogy. It's a fantastic-looking scene. Mm-hmm. But back before that, Kevin, let me talk about the thing that I fucking hate the most about this trailer. Mm. It's the boat. Why is the we're boat? Back to, we're, we're back to Rise of Skywalker. And the same problem I had with J.J. Abrams. Stop trying to put the ships underwater. Stop trying to put the characters in every different mode of transportation that we've ever seen them in. It's not cool to see Star Wars characters on a boat. It's stupid. This is a universe where anti-gravity technology is so ubiquitous that the poorest farmers on Tatooine, okay? The farm on Tatooine that Luke grew up on was a fucking poverty-level existence, it was they were fucking poor. And you know what they owned? A land speeder. Which floated above the ground like three feet. Even when it was turned off. When it was parked. So anti gravity technology in the Star Wars universe is so ubiquitous. But this is and so not, cheap. This is and not then the even first the dirt forest seen a boat. Even the dirt I know that's the problem. Rise of Skywalker was a big fucking problem, okay? When they showed a boat, okay? Because a boat should not exist in the Star Wars universe. Everybody, the poorest fucking people in the Star Wars universe, have anti-gravity technology. And just because you're a filmmaker and you think it's cool, a cool visual, it's a cool visual, fine. Yeah, it's a cool visual. I agree. But it doesn't fucking make sense in the Star Wars universe. Come back to the Star Wars universe. Come back to the canon. Come back to writing that makes sense. If a, if the poorest farmer on Tatooine 
has anti-gravity technology, then the fucking rebels in Rise of Skywalker would have had anti-gravity technology just lying the fuck around. And these people, whoever, whatever the reason is in the Mandalorian, that the Mandalorian is taking a boat, I don't care. The Razor Crest is broken down like we saw in the first scene of the trailer. I don't care. Anti-gravity technology is so ubiquitous in the Star Wars universe. A boat does not make sense. It is a so, it is a modern it is a modern current universe. It is a real world trope that does not belong in Star Wars. I'm sorry. So just I'm so, sorry. Just so everyone knows, Jared's opinions do not reflect both of ours. <laughs> yes, we disagree. I said that from the top of the episode. Because... I have no problem with boats in Star Wars. I really don't. Please, please I... talk for a few moments and give <laughs> the people a break from my negative attitude. <laughs> uh, my whole thing is um, obviously if there's a boat in it, there's a reason. It's not just. They're just not on a fucking boat just to be on a boat. <laughs> so clearly there's something that's going to be either they're going to have to go into the water for or whatever the case may be. There's a reason why there's a fucking boat. So I have no problem with a boat being in this trailer. So that's my two cents. Keep going. <laughs> Apparently Jared went to go uh, use the bathroom. <laughs> So um, I guess I'll just talk about fucking boats and Star Wars. So uh, in the first season, we had a boat. We had the um, I'm drawing a blank on that fucking comedian's name. Uh, he was on the Big Bang Theory and all that shit. Uh, Brian Posehn. Yeah. So There's he no boat there. Yeah. What are you he, talking about? What are you talking about? He he was. Um, it was like a land speed or whatever, right? It was a land speed, but it was on it was on ice. Yeah, and, and fucking, um, there was that creature that was in the water. So yeah. essentially, okay, so that was almost a fucking boat. <laughs> you just proved my point. What do you mean? I, I proved you. your point. You proved my it point. It was on ice. There should have been a land speeder wherever okay. the fucking Mando is. But it's there on. There should be a land speeder. Okay, what's the, the first? What's the first word? What's the first word in land speeder? So it's on water. Look, what was the point? Okay, stop. What was the point (laughs) of Jabba the Hutt's sail barge in Return of the Jedi? What do you mean? It was to show you that in the Star Wars universe, boats are a thing of the past, and we just have anti-gravity technology, and anything is a boat now. Anything is a boat now. Everything can just float. It was a desert planet. What was the disappointment? Huh? It was it was on a desert planet. That's why it okay. was. Fucking, you this think, could, you this think could be a water barge planet? Would it float over water? We don't know. This is a water. It would planet. absolutely float over okay, water. What is, are you talking this is about? A water planet, probably. We it's don't know yet. It's a sail barge. It Dude, floats over anything. It just floats. It's anti gravity. You can't fucking dispute it until you see the fucking episode, though. That's the thing. <laughs> You're just mad because it's a boat. Yes, I'm mad because a boat does not dis- You know what else doesn't belong in Star Wars? Let me go back to the Rise of Skywalker Duncans? again. <laughs> a fucking motorcycle doesn't belong in Star Wars. Okay? And it doesn't belong in Star Trek either. Which J.J. Abrams did first. Okay? So J.J. Abrams started this fucking trend of putting 
real Earth vehicles in Star Wars where they don't fucking belong. Uh, I don't the know. whole point of Star Wars. I don't know if those uh, those motorcycles are real life though. Is amazing now, and we don't have that real Earth problem of having to fucking float in the water or having to ride on rubber because we just fucking float. That's what we do in Star Wars. I'm sorry, but it's I have a real problem with this, and it's a legitimate problem. I'm not just being crazy like normally. Right. This can is we, real. Can we uh, move on? Yes, <laughs> fine. All right. I'm at, well, I'm at 11. 11. All right. Okay. Count it down. Three, two, one. Did I forget something? I feel like, okay, look, the X-Wings are cool here in the cloud scene, but, um, like... But there's clouds, and you hate clouds. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams did it first, and and you're not breaking any new ground here. Right. So three. it's not selling me anyway. Three, two, one, to go. You know this is no place for a child. Wherever I go, he goes. So I've heard. I love it. This is the way. I'm 100 convinced, 100 convinced that that uh, Cyclops is fucking Mark Hamill. To me, it sounds exactly. I think you're, exactly you're absolutely right. That's that's absolutely a cameo by Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. and we're gonna f- probably find that out officially later. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what else about the end of the trailer? I mean, it's got that fun scene where Mandalorian is obviously in some kind of fighting pit uh, environment. Oh, I love And that. Ev- those... everybody turns on him, and he uses the whistling birds again, which were yeah. the which were the, his best weapon from season one. It was yeah. the, the funnest moment from season one. And now we have Baby Yoda adding comedy to the moment because he's like, oh, I remember what this is. And he closes the hover. Th- and let me say, thank oh, God shit. they brought... Thank God they brought back the hover cradle. This was one of our biggest criticisms of season one. Mm. Like, why did they do away with the hover cradle and make Baby Yoda walk? It didn't make any sense to have Baby Yoda try to walk with the Mandalorian. It just, like, it just, just physically, just the laws of physics, okay, tell you that a a one foot, a one foot tall person cannot walk with a six foot tall person. You said fart. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> a one foot tall person cannot walk with a six foot tall person at the same speed. Yeah. It's fucking physically impossible. Yeah. Okay. So yes, we brought back the floating cradle. Thank God. And yes, there's a great joke here where baby Yoda shuts the dome on his floating cradle yep. before Mandalorian uses the whistling birds. But mm-hmm. Kevin, let me tell you something. Like this is a fun moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to shit on this moment. This is fun. Are you sure? But let me tell you something. Uh, it sounds like the shit's coming. It's coming, my brother. This better be season two, episode one, because this is just a, this is this is just a callback joke yeah. to something that really worked in season one. This is nothing interesting or new. Yeah. This is just something familiar yeah. about Mandalorian that we like. Yeah. Okay, so I like it. Yes, but from the season two trailers, I'm looking for what am I excited about in season two. Well, I don't want them and to Kev, spoil anything for me either, right? But w- let's talk again about what we know, mm-hmm. okay? Like, okay, well, no, sorry. Let's back up the truck. 
Let's talk about what happened in season one. What really happened? <laughs> Tell me if I miss anything here. I'll, I'll begin. Yeah. We meet the Mandalorian. We learn about his background. Yeah. We learn about his likes and dislikes. Right. We meet Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. We learn that Mandalorian is going to protect Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And that that becomes his main focus in life, his storyline. Right. We meet some background characters. We meet Gina Carano, who I dislike, who mo- many people like. Mm-hmm. We meet, uh, I'm sorry, the characters whose name I don't remember now. Uh, what's his name from the 80s movies? Carl um, Weathers, who I love, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm glad he's coming back. But what? Do, what, what, what? How much farther does the Mandalorian story go beyond? I have this child now that I'm going to protect. Like, where does the story really go? Like, well, nowhere. We have to tune in to season two to find out. Sure, but that's the whole season <laughs> one, is what I'm telling you. Right. We meet the Mandalorian. We meet Baby Yoda. And we learn their motivation, and, and that's it. I'm sure there's more to it than just that's that. fair. That's fair. Right? But now, what do we know? What do we know about season two? You gotta give it a chance. We know. We know so much about season two, Kev. This mm-hmm. is my point. We know that Ahsoka Tano's coming, mm-hmm. so we know who he's going to deliver Baby Yoda to eventually, right? So we can assume that's the finale. So we know that he's going to probably meet somebody who introduces him to Sokotano first. And we've already heard the rumors that this chick from the WWE is cast as a, as Sabine. And then we see her in the trailer. So that's confirmed. Mm-hmm. So we know that's happening. What else do we know? We know Boba Fett's going to be in this season. Mm-hmm. And we know the actor who played Boba Fett in the prequel movies is cast to play him in this season. Mm-hmm. That's another huge thing that we know about this season. We also know that he's going to have a lightsaber duel with what's his name who is i forget everybody's name right now giancarlo esposito right we know where he's gonna have a major conflict with that character at some point mm-hmm. i'm saying kevin the stuff that we already know about mandalorian season two is already more than actually happened in season one we know every in my opinion we know everything about mandalorian season two there's no surprise anymore there's no mystery anymore i see nothing in this trailer that I'm like, oh, what is that? Like, I can't wait to find out what that is. I know everything. I know every fucking detail about Mandalorian Season 2. And this is the reason why, my friend, we have this difference. Why you had this reaction of tearful um, excitement. And I had this reaction of just being let down. I, To me, this is why. Because the Mandalorian is just... To me, I know what it is now. It's... It's the future of Clone Wars. It's Clone Wars season whatever, season eight to me. And it's fun. I, I, I still like it. I'll still watch it. I'll still enjoy it. We'll still recap it every week on this episode, on this show. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm not as excited about season two as I, am, as I was about season one. Fair In enough. fact, I'm kind of I'm like even wondering if I still want to play for Disney Plus because I'm so disappointed about there's being no MCU shows yet to talk about, to recap. Which was the whole reason I paid for this thing. Because I thought, this is going to be a supplement to our podcast. Like, There's going to be so many shows, so much original content on Disney Plus mm-hmm. from Marvel and Star Wars. 
and now there's none. So anyway, that's where I'm at. Um, I look, yes, I'm looking forward to Mandalorian season two. I'm looking forward to recapping it. I'm hoping it surprises me, mm-hmm. but right now I'm not that terribly excited. So go ahead and wrap us up, please. Fair enough. No, please. Feel free to counterpoint anything that I said. Yeah, no, like I already did. Um, okay. I, I feel like you're you're assuming you know every single like development uh, based on a less than two minute trailer, but it's eight fucking. Also it's, based it's, on it's, all the news that came before. No, that. no, I get that too, right? But it's 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 eight episodes. Like a lot can happen in eight episodes. Um, we don't know what the run times are going to be. We're not sure if it's going to be like. Like last season where they gave us like 30 minutes, one one episode, and then 45 to 50 minutes, another episode. You know what I mean? So a lot can happen. And you know what I mean? So just... Uh, Fair enough. I hope, all, I hope, all I'm, I hope asking, I'm surprised. All I'm asking is don't shit on it until we watch it. I will give it, it a chance. Right? I will give and it then a chance. After, I, I, after I we watch feel. it, if you feel the same way, shit on it. All you, care, all, all you want. I, I'm just saying don't shit on it before you watch it. You could bet, my friend, that it will be similar to season, to season one in mm-hmm. in which in which there will be episodes I love, and then there will be episodes I'm that sure, I hate. I'm sure I'll be the same, right? Because even with the uh, even with season one, uh, I love the majority of the episodes. But no, I agree with you; they're war fillers, um, especially that town one. Like I, it was not the strongest episode. I feel like you didn't I, agree with me in real time, though. I feel like you agree with me no, now I, after the fact. No, I did go back and listen okay. to it. I did okay. agree. I just didn't hate it as much as you did. Okay. <laughs> that's 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 that that was my whole thing. That's fair. Like you that's shat fair. on it hard, and I just was like, okay, well, I kind of see where you're coming from, but it wasn't but, that bad, dude. <laughs> but you had to understand at the time, and I I said this at the time, but I'm going to reiterate. Yeah. The reason I shat on it so hard was not because I hated it so much. Yeah. It was because I listened to everybody else's reviews of it first. I loved it. And everybody else was was singing the praises of it as if it was on the same level as everything that had come before as if it was just as good right. as the rest of the show well, and i just that's... i just knew that nobody was being honest i just knew it right. and i feel like i'm vindicated now i really do and i'm sorry to anybody I... who disagrees with me but i feel like time has proven that i was right okay like even that episode where they went back to tatooine I thought it was stupid that they went back to Tatooine. I was right, like, but I liked I it was, better than episode I was, four. <laughs> I wasn't shitting on that episode, but I remember saying right. I felt like it was. It felt a very, a very uh, fan servicey. Like, sure. like, hey, remember this? Hey, remember this? Hey, I look, agreed. he's sitting in the that, exact same spot that yes. Mar- that uh, Harrison Ford was sitting in, and that character you know was what I mean? awful. That 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 one character was terrible. Yeah. That's true, but I still think the rest of that episode was way better than episode four. Like, I I yeah. love the character the character who was no, the, but everything else the, around it. I I agree. The I engineer did like. in the landing bay. Yeah, and with the and like, I love I loved going back droids. to Tattoo. Even the pit droids, yeah. I I didn't mind they put in, I love the pit in there too. But again, the fact that they went back to Tatooine, like at first I was like, really? They went back to Tatooine? And then when they went, when he went to the bar, that's when I was like, really? <laughs> sure. But there I did, should be I another, did, there I did should like, be other bars on Tatooine. You would sure. think so. But I did like the fact that everything has changed. That the yeah. fact that 
a fucking droid were in that bar now because yeah. before droids weren't allowed to come in there. Right. But it was like right. little things like that. I did appreciate about that episode. But I love I you know what? I I still love that episode. It's it's not a perfect episode, but yeah. there's stuff I love about it and it's the Tatooine stuff that I love about it. Um it's it's like some of the newer like Dave more delayed Dave Filoni stuff that I hate, like that character, that Toro and, character. And do that, we know that was a pure Pure Dave Filoni character. Yeah. And do we, or do we know if that was even Boba Fett on that planet at the end? I think I like think that was it. that was definitely Boba Fett, and I think that's confirmed by the fact that Boba Fett is going to be in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what they say about that. All right. Um, anyway, I, my friend, we are boom done on the Mandalorian season two trailer. Um, look, I don't want people to think that I'm not looking forward to Mandalorian. I am looking forward to Mandalorian season two. Um, we are just talking about a difference between our reaction to the first trailer to Mandalorian yeah. season two. So Kevin was very excited by it and I was kind of let down by it, but I, I want to make it clear. I'm still looking forward to the show. I'm still looking forward to recapping this show every week after it airs um, and, and having fun with it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it carries the same kind of resonance with me as season one did, or if I continue to be disappointed in the direction that it's going. And uh, we'll see how you feel as well. Exactly. And uh, and you know what? My main hope, I just want to put this out there. My main hope is that we get a new Star Wars Disney product soon. Like I, like this Obi-Wan show or this, this Rogue One show, if it's still happening. Mm. Whatever, whatever you're gonna, whatever you're gonna do, Disney, do something, please, because, like, I said the MCU was dead earlier, but like, I feel like Star Wars has been dead a lot longer than, like, Rise of Skywalker really killed it, and there's been nothing since Rise of Skywalker, nothing, and Mandalorian is cool. But it's something that we already have. It's something that we already know. And Disney is looking like they can't give me anything new right now. That's how I feel. Like, I feel like Disney is incapable of giving me something new right now. And I and I know that COVID is happening. And I know there's a lot of difficulties around that. But, man, I don't know. Like it's, it's feeling really desperate to me right now. Like, Warner Brothers and DCEU, I'm going back to them. They've done a great job of telling us what their future plans are, right? Getting us excited. We're signing Henry Cavill to a three-deal a three deal Superman deal. Mm-hmm. We're signing Ben Affleck to come back as Batman because we know you love him. You know, uh, we're bringing back Michael Keaton, the most beloved Batman. You know, Warner Brothers is doing a great job of making me excited about their future. MCU and Star Wars both. Disney, both failing for me anyway i know i'm not i know i'm not the majority and i want to keep repeating that um but um that's that's how it is for me right now mm-hmm. anyway kevin we've talked a long time and we got to wrap up the show yeah uh so is there anything that you would like to say before we close up for the night uh off the top of the head not really um i feel like we've talked a lot of just about everything tonight. So yep. um, I can't really think of anything uh, outside of. Um, All right, then. I like to, I like to give like recommendations and stuff like that, like yeah, uh, stuff that I've watched. But I, to be honest, everything that I've watched in this last little while, we already talked about the boys. 
Uh, I rewatched Misfits, which was one of my um, recommendations when we did that um, COVID recommendation uh, yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I can't really think of anything else. There is one thing that I tried. Let mm-hmm. me. You just reminded me. There's one thing that I tried because a lot of people are talking about it, and I thought, well, this sounds like I might really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, Lovecraft Country. Okay. I haven't tried it. With yeah, I'm familiar with it, but I haven't watched it. I was interested in this. Um, I saw a couple of good reviews, and I saw a couple of quizzical reviews. Yes. So I wasn't sure what I was getting into. Um, and I only watched the first episode, I want to say, but I immediately decided I was out Yeah. Okay. after the first episode. Um, it's got a lot of compelling, um, racial storylines. Like oh, it yeah. reminded me a little bit of Watchmen. Well, Jordan uh, Peele, uh, is the one that uh, produced it. Right. And you can tell that you can yeah, tell okay. there's a lot of really like, like shocking and kind of like compelling uh, racial storylines mm. in this show. But I mean, and also I want to say there's really likable characters in this show. Like, I, like all the main characters in this show, I really liked and I was really hoping to get behind them. Mm-hmm. But at some point I started to fall asleep for like legitimately actually fall asleep it gets long and boring before it gets like magical and fantastical yeah okay and then when it does get magical and fantastical it's not that great um so it's got a really interesting setup Mm -hmm. but then i feel like when it gets to like the second and third act when it's supposed to deliver on the big on the big like um reveals excitement and reveals of the show mm. it completely falls down okay in my opinion so um yeah i wanted to recommend love Cav crunchy but i can't but again i highly recommend raised by wolves go okay. get that a huge shout out to uh schitt's creek by the way for cleaning up at the emmys for um, sure Schitt's creek is a great show i've never We've watched been it that I, I, gotta no? sip, I gotta go watch it like Dude, it's been, I've recommended. been recommending this forever. Yeah, it's been recommended to me by a bunch of different people, but I just never sat down and watched it for some reason, which is odd because I love Eugene, right? So, yeah, um, no, but it, yeah, honestly, dude, I get it because it feels like oh, this is like some small Canadian show, like mm-hmm. Corner Gas or something, right? But it is so much better, and I, I and it is it is definitely due to the writing abilities of Eugene Levy's son, who's yeah, the main okay. writer for the show. Yeah. Um. It's just a well-written show, and 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 then it's got lovable, lovable actors like Lucy Levy and Catherine O'Hara mm-hmm. are two of the most lovable actors I could think of. Yeah, of course. And they're they're both fantastic with this great writing. Um, it is a great show, and it is definitely underappreciated. So, Kevin, I think you definitely and you need to take your girlfriend and sit her down and and enjoy this show together because uh, it's a great, it's a it's a treat. Yeah, no, I, I I do want to watch it. And it's on Netflix, right? So I'll, I'll, yep, give, it a, I'll yep. give it a shot. Hits Creek. Everybody go out and get that in you. All right. All right. And so, any, um, any questions uh, from the phone lines? That's the end? Oh, Janet, you're always on the phones. Yes, honey. That's the end tonight, Miss <laughs> Jackson, because I'm nasty. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Uh, <laughs> and I'm so sorry about your brother. Such a tragic end. 
Um, but apparently he was a pedophile rapist. So anyway, um, that's all we have for Tool for this podcast this week. Yeah. So signing off, saying goodnight, I am Jeremy Dove, JD the MC, and this is my good friend Kevin Evans, DJ Kevy Kev, Kevy Evie. All the virtue wheels of steel. Please like and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please like us on Facebook. Please share us with your friends on Twitter. Please comment. Please tell us what you think mm-hmm. of our opinions. If you agree, if you disagree, please let us know. Yeah. We want to talk to you. We want you to be in the conversation with us. And we thank you for listening. And that's all I have for tonight, Kevy Kev. So if you're good, I'm good. Yeah. And let's just chill. Till the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.